Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 21. We are here in the Stude at 258 Studios in Scranton. My name is Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Lauren Caracco, a content and commercial strategist at Lavelle Strategy Group, and I'm very happy to be back today. We're happy to have you back. I thought you were confusing your last name there. I'm Lauren Caracco. Yeah, that's what I thought you were doing. I thought it's been that that long and you've been that sick. Can I introduce him? Please. You can introduce me. Over here we have Big Papa D on the microphone, who is the owner and operator of 25.8 Studios. Say hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. And we're here with uh, Woody Woodock of uh, the Electric City Tattoo Gallery. Thanks for having me on tonight, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Of course. You don't have to be so formal. You yeah. don't have to. You could just, you know, yeah. fly away yeah. and just do whatever you want to do. Like, fuck you guys. That's cool. <laughs> we did not cordially invite you. You you were invited. Yeah, I just kind of walked in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Woody, you're, you're here. Well, uh, while, while you're here, Let's you want to come on the show? I should have got the kids on the wall. Yeah, yeah. We just had we just had kids on the wall of the building, like thirty feet up, just kind of sitting there hanging out like his railroad trestle. But and I had to go out and yell at them like an adult, not to I, be which I hated. Not to be confused with the kids in the hall. No, we we had the kids on the wall, right? Who for some reason felt like you know a a a foot of walking path is enough to not die. die? Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> guys. Can you please get off the wall? <laughs> to which they were like, sure, we're afraid of heights. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense on why you went up there. I'm afraid of handguns, but I don't shoot myself to know that I don't like that. Fair enough. So that's what they did. But they were really nice about it. Oh, cool. Uh, and, and, until they come back and. Yeah, no, Jimmy's, Jimmy's texting me. He's like, there's kids on the wall. And I'm like, well, did you say anything? And he's like, no, I drove away. And I'm like, all right, I'll go take care of it. Guys, please get off the wall. Well, we're afraid of heights anyways. Thanks. Like, like good thing you came out and told us because we're afraid of heights anyways. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a wall until yeah. you pointed it out. I did not know. I could not do that. <laughs> well, now you can't. So get off the wall. I'm 34. You're pissing me off. <laughs> I'm turning into like, I'm scared. I, I, like, you know how like, you get older, you kind of turn into, like, a one of your parents? Right. I, I'm afraid I'm turning into both. <laughs> and my mom is, like, my, both my parents are from Westside, and my mom's, like, hardcore, like, beat your ass. Like, she's one of two people that have ever knocked me out in my life. And my dad is just very, you know, I love you. So I don't, like, I'm, I'm coming to, like, get the fuck off the wall because I care about you. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So I'm really concerned that I'm turning into both my parents, which is going to be, which is going to cost me thousands of dollars in therapy coming up. I just realized that right now. So they, you're you're bringing balance to the force of your family, basically. Well, the, 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 the problem the dark is the, the problem is is that it was never balanced to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's there's severe like my mom wears the boots. You okay. know what I mean? Like what she says goes, and my dad really doesn't argue because. He, well, we never, we barely argue with her just out of fear, mm -hmm. you know, and she'll, she'll totally cop to this. She's, she's, she's a West Sider, true and true. Um, she's incredibly compassionate and incredibly <laughs> vindictive. She'll, she'll come at you with two, she's like Donatello, man. She'll come at you with two blades and just knock you down and just destroy you and then help you up and say, you made me do that. I don't want my mom. I don't want to be that guy, but 
Donatello is the one with the stick. Well, the blue and purple are really confusing in my mind. They just killed him. Yeah, in the comics they did. It's a, a comic. Again. He wrote it. You can rewrite it. A, again. He, he has before. He's died multiple times? Well, yeah, because, I mean, they've rebooted it how many times? Why is it always Donatello? Because it's I guess they figure he's the really smart sad. one. Does he so have the staff? The smart one. Yeah, he does. How do I screw that up? You know what, though? They'll probably do what they did in the other series where uh, he became Metalhead, the the robot. They just, like, put his brain in there and became a robot. <laughs> I love comics. Anything's possible. Exactly. Bring, he doesn't really die. He lives bring on. Glenn back. Bring Glenn back. Bring Glenn back. Bring Glenn back. If it's possible. Glenn Beck? No, Glenn. Glenn from <laughs> Walking Dead. Oh, big spoiler. Jeez. Thanks a lot, Lauren, oh. for the people who haven't seen it. I didn't I have I'm a season behind. I don't watch the show anymore. What about the people who it's, were who are a season? It's off book. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the in the graphic novel. Yes, but anymore. most people don't read. They watch. Look at me. Oh. I read anything. <laughs> you must read. I prefer like your emails to me, like I totally prefer if it was a video. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do this, 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 and this, and I'll be like, all right. I'll just video chat you next time. No, because I need a record of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll video. I need an archive. So start a YouTube channel of nothing but messages to Mark. Yeah, yeah, can we do like yeah, just private, and can I'm the it, only one with the email. At two thirty-three, could you just adjust the video so it's a little bit darker? And that's that's going to be my video. Yes, yeah, so if you tell me that, and then the good thing about YouTube is it'll do like this weird, awful transcription, just kind of like Netflix does does. Oh yeah, right. I was watching. I think I was watching. I I was watching like Daredevil the other day or something. And and oh. the line was, and sometimes I watch it on subtitles because I'm a mental case. I don't know why, but the line was like, "Hurry up and get out of here." And the subtitle was "Run," <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Yeah. So Netflix, keep up your uh, subtitles. Keep sorry, keep man. it simple, stupid man. Yes, the kiss. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to talk about the site? <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess we should. Well, after this sh- bullshit that I just pulled. Well, good, good transition. Actually, uh, we do have a Daredevil article up now. Uh, oh, do you? I didn't yeah. even see it. Did you watch it over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched a good. No spoilers. Po- I, I no, no. And the article has no spoilers. I think either. I did five or six episodes this weekend. That's what I, I did. I did five episodes, and then uh, I re- what I was my original plan was like I'm going to binge watch the entire thirteen episodes straight through in like a day or two and then, and then I'll be able had, to write about and them. And then you realize you had responsibilities. Yeah, you know, I, I realized I'm an adult and I can't do that. <laughs> Not unless you have the flu. Right. Or you or you politely disappear from Earth. Well, you know, the the other thing too is, is you know, I kind of realized that, you know, it's such a great show and it's so, like there's so many different layers and so many different things going on that if you blow through it, you're really going to miss a lot of that. Yeah, because I, I noticed there were like things where you know I'm watching, but it's late at night. You know, it's like two in the morning, and I'm still watching episode after episode, and I'm like, Boxer "Oh wait, and I think I just saw something there." Oh, oh man, like, like little right. Easter egg things. Yeah, you know, like little, just little things like mentioned in the dialogue, and I'm like, "Oh, you know what? If I was conscious, I'd be able to pick up on that." So I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll watch one at a time, and you know, spread it out throughout the week, and and get it done. Did, that did way. you read the comic? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Can I ask you a question about the comic? Sure. So, I don't think it's any surprise that D'Onofrio is Kingpin. Yeah. Okay. In the comic, was there, like, layers to him? 
Oh yeah, it, I mean it depended on on the writer, of course. Yeah. But I mean a lot of the. But he wasn't like Kingpin this comics. this just this force where it was just like I'm going to destroy. Well, it shit. depends. Uh, in a lot of like uh, Kingpin is also a Spider-Man villain, and a lot of the Spider-Man comics, he's pretty straightforward. There's really not a lot to him. There's other like no than, depth. Like, no, I mean he's he was usually just you know I'm the big crime boss, you know tough guy sort of character, and the Daredevil comics really fleshed him out a lot more. And um, he did have that depth, especially in like the, the the Frank Miller stuff and things like that. You know, Frank Miller's fa- now famous for like Sin City and things right. like that. But you know, a lot of his some of his best work uh, was on Daredevil. When when really the character wasn't the the character's gone through you know ups and downs, just like any comic character where you know maybe a couple of years where there there's you know not really any great stories or anything, and then some some. <laughs> writer will come along and re- revive the whole thing. No, it's true. I mean, any hardcore fan would admit that, you know, no, there's I just, just years I, of, of some characters you just don't want to read. I, I, um, I just, I was surprised by, I saw the film, the film sucked. But, oh yeah. Film but sucks. I was, but I love Ben Affleck, but I was very, I really like the idea where it's almost like a game of Thrones thing where it's like, you know, even the, even the, even the, the evil people have some sympathetic things to them. Well, I think that's what the the best part about the 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 whole show really is like the Kingpin character is so well put together. Yeah, like they did a great job with and him. And D'Onofrio's just nuts. But well, but but he's almost and I don't want to give anything away. Right. But he's very like you can almost you can almost understand like what he's trying to do. Sorry, Woody, we're just fucking no, nerding out big time. I'm just listening. Do you do you watch are you a comic fan? I'm not really actually. Well, neither am I. I just like I, I like to watch it. I don't like to read them. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how to read a comic. I'm like, oh, what is this? I was reading. Uh, I was reading. Uh, uh, the Chive did something about like the best of Deadpool, mm. and like the crazy shit that he did. And I and I couldn't really figure out how to read the panels. <laughs> That's how <laughs> mental I am. So I, I just like seeing. You know, I like seeing the extraordinary come to life, and that I, I think the show is really good. Drew Goddard, who who uh, put it together, and then I guess he went off to do a stand. He was supposed to do Sinister Six, the film. Right, and now they're rebooting Spider-Man because you know they screwed that up. So right. Mar- they're giving it to Marvel now, finally. Yeah, and they're going to reboot it. And I think Drew Goddard is going to be the director of the new Spider-Man movie. They got him out of Sinister Six and took him away from Daredevil. And I think he also wrote well, Cabin in the Woods, which is one of my favorite movies. That was it. Was that was great? Yeah. That was odd. It was awesome. They wrote. He wrote. He Drew Goddard and 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 uh, Joss Whedon wrote Cabin in the Woods in two days in a hotel room. I can. I it, yeah. Okay. They wanted to throw in like all their favorite things about horror movies and just turn it on its head. It was like a. It reminded me of watching Evil Dead as a child, but well, I was a full full blown grown up and completely in awe of this movie just happening the way that it happened. Well, all like the all like the nerdy like very successful filmmakers right now are they grew up on it was like it's Star Wars. Or Evil Dead Two, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like true, those really. are their influences on everything that they have. Because Evil Dead Two, the first Evil Dead, I mean, you can really tell it was shot for like a nickel. And then basically, Evil Dead Two is Evil Dead, but better. but with a with a budget and a little bit crazier. And they Sam Raimi did some crazy stuff like camera angles and moves and stuff like that. But everybody loved Evil Dead Two. It was crazy. There was nothing wrong with Evil Dead. No, no for what it was. I mean, no. But like Evil Dead 2 is just far crazier. Hmm. And it's basically like the same. Army of Darkness is still one of my favorite movies. 
Long story short, though, watch Daredevil. It's amazing. It's yeah. well worth your time, especially uh, even if you're just a fan of crime dramas in general. It's not just a superhero show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a dark show, and it goes places that the other uh, superheroes won't, which is why they have it on Netflix. So they can be you know a little more mature with it. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it's not, you know, there's not a, uh, you know, gratuitous nudity or anything like that. So Unfortunately. I mean, it's not like, you know, well, you know, and that's the thing is, uh, is that's they, what I noticed. There's no F bomb. What they said is, is, uh, you know, we had the options to do those things, but the, the, the story doesn't call for it. Right. You know what I mean? If it, if it, if you needed it, then you could do it if you wanted to, but there's really, it's, there's, it's not necessary for every character to be dropping F bombs every five minutes. Maybe season two. Things like that. There is some incredibly violent parts, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some violent parts and some violent deaths in it, you know. Which is why I I think it's going to be great to see the other ones that they do after that because they're doing Black Panther, uh, aka Jessica Jones. Well, Black Panther's getting a movie. He's not going to do a show. I thought uh, they were doing a it's, show. No, it's uh, Iron Fist. Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is getting a show. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jessica. Okay. And uh, and then and they're, they're all be- fitting in the MCU too. Right, which is is cool that the shows actually tie in because that's that's my like I I really like the Flash show like I'm not a DC guy but I really like the Flash show and uh, I'm disappointed because they're not gonna put that guy in the movie as the Flash they're gonna recast him as someone else and it just seems pointless to me because everybody likes him yeah even the fan even the fans right yeah. same with Arrow like yeah. you've already introduced the characters everybody likes them everybody likes the actors that play them just let them play the characters in the Justice League movie can you imagine Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with a recast Coulson yeah it's it's pointless right you know or like, vice versa and you know what what I like too is is um, as much as I, I did I do like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but it has that that TV sheen to it where it's yeah. like it's very clear that like they're standing on a set that could you know you could just push over <laughs> You know, and like, I don't know if it's like a Batman in the sixties. You no, know, it's not that cheesy. But I mean, there are some there are some parts where you're just like, uh, yeah, this this is this is clearly <laughs> like a, a studio lot. You know, like that yeah. kind of thing. And in uh, Burbank, yeah, and like uh, like the the lead actress who uh, you know uh, plays Sky. Like I always, I, I I don't, I just don't buy her as the character. Like she's supposed to be this girl who was homeless for how many years, and it's like when they found her in the van, it looked like she had just walked out of a hotel room with her hair done and everything like that and makeup and everything. And it's like, she's supposed to be some homeless girl living in her van. Give me a break. You yeah, know, to, like, the execs have, have you make concessions, man. It sucks. Right. And, but that's network TV. And that's, what's great about the daredevil shows that they don't have to deal with any of that. So they can actually I, I think make so good. a real show that like actually reflects the characters very well. So it's, it's, well I'm with done. you. You and I can geek out about this. Totally. Uh, we we and uh, I'm. Did you watch Game of Thrones? You game last night. Yeah. At five a.m. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, did, did you see the uh, the cover that we put up on the 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 site? Yes, that that Steve Warner and yeah, Steve Dan Warner King. and Dan King, uh, two local musicians who actually won uh, any pay scenes got talent. The audience vote last week. They didn't do that, did they? No, they didn't. They <laughs> they actually did. Uh, they did an improvisational jam, which was really really cool. And uh, Steve messaged me and he's like, you know, I, I came up with this idea to do uh, a cover of Game of Thrones. I said, well, let's, you know, premiere it on the site and everything. He's, you know, super excited. I'm like, we got to we got to do it for, for the, the show. So maybe a couple hours before the show came out on HBO and premiered, we had it on the site and it did really well. A lot of people were sharing it around and stuff. And it's cool. It's, it's him uh, playing a handpan. And uh, and kind of a small uh, little like bongo drum sort of thing, 
and uh, and then Dan is playing the the cello, and they do a, a really cool rendition of the uh, the theme song, the opening theme from Game of Thrones. I hope HBO buys it and replaces it. Uh, they should. Yeah. Well, it, and it was recorded at JL Studios, so it's you know it's a it's a really cool it, yeah. legit re- recording. I believe Jay Preston did it. He will be here on the twenty seventh. Yes, Estacoda. Uh, speaking of, I was just talking to him. Today. Sorry about that. <laughs> and Estacoda, uh, we actually have a story on them. Uh, for the site, uh, because they have their release show on Friday at uh, the AFA Gallery. I'm segueing really well. Yeah, you're just you're nailing I'm it. Doing today. really great. You're helping. You're throwing it to me. I'm knocking them out. It's yeah. great. I, I love it. Can I like you can you read my mind and see where I'm going next? No. No. <sighs> All right. I know where I want you to go next. Yeah. Just a, a dark places. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to, you want dark places? Yes. All right. There's a play coming up at the Old Brick Theater in Scranton, and it's about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. That's pretty fucking dark. Did right? you know that it is the 150th anniversary of said event? I did actually. I this just read year that or today. This week. This 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 I month. This. I think it's today. It's t- it might be today. Yeah. Today's the 150th no. year. Or, or it might be tomorrow. Or it may be today as of the pod- podcast coming out because today's John- Thomas Jefferson's birthday. He got shot on Thomas Jefferson's birthday? Well, no, today is, but not depending on when you listen to this, that's not today. That was yesterday. Let's not confuse each other. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <It's just> fucking- <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was shot, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, he was assassinated. This week at some point. Yeah. Yeah. No, just in recently. history, yeah. in time. <laughs> and uh, so local playwright, local Scranton playwright actually put together a, a play about him called Witness. Caleb and, Matthew Williams. Caleb Matthew Williams. And um, it, from what I hear, the buzz about it is really, really good. Uh, it sounds really interesting where it's, it's actually from the witness's perspective of uh, when he was shot. And, uh, you know, they, they also talk about um, there's a lot of people we think of, of course, John Wilkes Booth, but there were other conspirators who there were was, ex- there was two other assassination attempts that night. Oh, OK. So yeah. there you go. They were trying they were trying to kill. Um, if I, I hope I get this this correctly. They were trying to kill the vice president and the um, oh, my God, the his either the speaker of the house or the chief of staff or something. One of them actually did, the intruders actually got in. Wow. Yeah, that's why That's why there was like this, everyone thinks it's just about Lincoln, but there was this whole conspiracy where they were going to wipe out everybody in one night. Wow. And Booth was, one of them, uh, one of the assassins got scared and split. The other one actually tried to and wasn't successful. And Booth was the only one that it was actually successful. And then he shot Lincoln in the back of the head and then jumped out of the, the, uh, the mezzanine or whatever the the private box that Lincoln was in. Yeah. Screaming six semper tyrannis as he leapt to the stage. And broke his ankle. Correct. Yep. And then got away on horseback and then died in a burning barn. Supposedly. Well you don't think you don't think Booth no, is I'm, dead. That was on behalf of Jimmy because he's not here and I gotta represent the conspiracy theory. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Actually actually if you if you look if 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 you if you really look into um the assassination of Lincoln, it's really fascinating stuff about what was going on at that time. And, and the was. playwright did do a ton of research before yeah. he wrote this script. So I'm excited to see this play. Yeah. And that's, that's running. Uh, it starts Wednesday, Wednesday and runs all the way through Sunday. At Actually, the Obert Theater. April 15th was the date of the assassination. Oh, okay. What day's today? Oh, today's the 13th. Today's the 13th. So Wednesday. Wednesday, which is the opening of the show. That's perfect. That works out. Wow. Really? Well. Yes. That's planned. Yes. <laughs> Good. Right. 
<laughs> so we can go Wednesday, we can go Thursday, we can go Friday or Saturday at 8 p.m. Lauren, unless it's Age of Ultron, I'm not going. Or we can go on Sunday at 4, and that show actually benefits the Lackawanna Historic Society. Sunday at 4? Sunday at 4. I I might... Do you want? Are you going out of town this weekend? No, I'm going to play. Every day? I don't know. Any day that anybody wants to go with me. Lauren, five days in a row is a lot It's going to be play. different. What do you mean it's going to be different? It's going to be different. It's not a choose-your-own-adventure play. It's a live performance. It's he, different. He lives in this version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Booth Dodger. Lincoln dodges the bullet. It hits his wife. <laughs> and he goes, ah, who needed her anyway? And then he goes and slays vampires, right? That was an awful film. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I can only watch... Like I, I caught some of it on TV... And I'm like, I it it looked a, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, when Van Helsing came out, where it's like I got a uh, soft spot in my heart uh, for Van Helsing uh, as a stupid movie. It's yeah, it's so bad. It's yeah. just and it, everybody's in front of like green screens and it's really obvious. Yes, you know, like nothing's actually happening. You know, it's, I really it's didn't. Terrible. I really didn't like the Shakespearean Frankenstein. Oh, Van I mean, Helsing, where he's like, yeah, you do not know what I, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, Frankenstein were used to as being like, Ugh. well, it, it could, it could be worse. It could be that other Frankenstein movie that came out last year. I Frankenstein. Yeah. That was pretty shitty too. Holy fuck. Yeah. But it <laughs> was in the, 3D. Just so I the trailer it. gave me a headache. Yeah. You actually watched the whole thing? Yes, I did. Holy shit. Twice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the second time was to fall asleep to. I'm sure it was successful. Yeah, I made it. I made it about halfway through the second act, and then I fell asleep. Fair enough. Yeah, I like movies like that. I like movies where they're like, "Hey, this is this is crazy." Right. Let's do Just it. Just straightforward. Yeah. We're not. We're not making. No, any, like turn. We're your not brain making off. any apologies. No. It is what it is. Yep. Yep. Right. I get you. I like the turn off your brain movies. That's fair. That's I also. Fair. I, but I also like the heady films. I like the smart films. I like you know. All right. Depends yeah. on what you're in the mood for. Yeah, just like uh, who says it? Paul Thomas Anderson. He goes, I have my, I have my, I have network on this shelf, and then I have Billy Madison on this shelf. You know what I mean? Because you gotta, it's right. like music, man. Like it's what you're in the mood for. I want to yeah, feel stupid for the, the next two hours all the time. Yeah, that's why I love films. That's why I quit. You know, there's no more drugs because that's what film is. It's my drug. Because for two hours I get to escape, and if I'm watching Titanic for three hours and fourteen minutes, I get to escape. So we'll go see a live. And if I'm watching Return times. of the King, I don't know when I get to escape. Should we go see what? We're going to go see a live play four times. I hate live theater, Lauren. We're going. I know, but you know my reasons. If anybody else wants to go, you can call the I'll go with theater. you just because we're, just cause we're friends. And I'm, a friend, seven I'm zero afraid to anger you. 209-7766. Is that the box office? That's yeah, the box office. Okay. Yeah. The information's also on the website. There so. is a Facebook page. It's also page. on NEPScene.com. Yes. Yep. There's a whole bunch of... Just get just get. And yeah. How much shit can we promote? We'll be there. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I can't. I can't wait. Are you going to? Are you going Wednesday night? I if I, yes, I you, think so. Or Thursday. It depends on. It depends on how this week rolls out. We will figure it Let's out. It I will way. go with you. Okay. I will go with you just out of, out of sheer fear of your repercussions. Great. If I don't go, Let's, I'm gonna put that on, on a bumper sticker. Yes. Mark does what I want out of fear of repercussion from me. But um, ching. I don't think it's funny. I think it's actually true. <laughs> There's nothing ironic about it. <laughs> One other thing I want to mention before we, we, we go in. I don't I don't know if we have a I don't think we have a, a segue for this one, so it is, uh, it is give me close to a topic. Comedy. <laughs> go. <laughs> but I'm ching. That was good, right? If you want to make that noise, I guess go to go to this show uh, coming up. <laughs> 
at the uh, that's the, a good segue. There you go. You did great on uh, it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, at the the Kirby Center on May 9th. they just announced this today. Uh, wait, wait, wait for it. There nice. you go. Nice. Yeah, we have a drum set in here today. I know we're like the wack. We're like the awesome. wacky drive time guys. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need oh, some I feel sound effects. Oh, the fact that we did that, I think, just discredits us. Whatever credit we had is now it's gone. Yeah, yeah. We have no currency. <laughs> All right, show's over. That that was me. I had. Woody, thanks that. for coming. We're done. Bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for smoking a butt with me, brother. No problem. This this is uh, the show is called the uh, Daughters of Legends Comedy Show, and what's interesting about it is that all the comedians are the daughters of famous legendary comedians. So uh, uh, that's scary. It's uh, but I think it's interesting. Uh, I didn't I didn't say whether it would be good or not. I said it would be interesting. Now where's this happening at? Uh, this is at the Kirby Center. Uh, it's uh, Rain Pryor, who is uh, Richard Pryor's daughter. Um, uh, Mindy Rickles, who is Don Rickles' uh, daughter, and uh, Sheba Mason, which uh, I don't know why you name your daughter uh, Sheba. So uh, I Who's guess that's that the daughter of that's Jackie Mason from Caddyshack Two. <laughs> <laughs> sure, if that's <laughs> Jackie that's Mason, a, if that's how you want to remember Jackie Mason, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I see Jackie Mason. That's what he does. Either that or he's on CNN pissing people off. Yeah, that's true. That's what Jackie Mason does. Right. Sheba. Sheba. Yeah. It's got to mean something. Right. It's got to mean something. I, I, but it, it, it's interesting. I, so I, so I, I looked them up and, uh, you know, listened to some of their stuff and it, it, it was pretty good. I was most interested in, in uh, Rain Pryor because she actually did a show where she basically talked about her life. It was more, it, it, you know, I had jokes and stuff. It was, you know, there was stand up in there, but it was mostly like just her talking about, you know, uh, because her, her, uh, you know, her father being black and her mother being Jewish and, uh, and having those two cultures in the same household and, and what it was like growing up with well, also her dad stuff. being nuts. Yeah. And you know what, what's, in, what's interesting is, is, uh, the one interview I watched, the first thing that she says is uh, he was actually fairly like a normal father at home. You know, until like, he lit himself on fire and ran down the street. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know that, that happened, right? I think that was drugs. He self-immolated. So. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. Totally he totally drugs. lit himself on. He wanted to end it. Lit himself on fire and then ran out of the house of his friend's house. You're not supposed to run. I'm pretty sure it was crack. I, yeah, what, I <laughs> believe there was drugs yeah. involved, yeah. but yeah, he went. He went and did that, and somebody had to put him out. He he was he was on the brink of death. He was he was burned so bad. That's serious. Oh yeah, he wanted to end it. He told his friend he was going to do it. His friend didn't listen. His friend like, ah, Richard, and then he just self-immolated <laughs> and ran out and created more wind and air I so can't. that fire can grow. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Yeah, if you're going right. to do it, run. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not pro anything. We're just you know, just be good at what you what you do incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry. I tried to turn a negative into a positive and I failed. Nothing about this is positive. Yeah. No, he lived. So that's positive. He was, yet again, he could tell more jokes. And I'm sure he told many jokes about lighting himself on fire. He did, actually. It, it was, I believe, um, I watched a documentary on him about a year ago. And I believe that after he did that and he, re and he recuperated and he went through therapy and everything, uh, physical therapy, I don't know about mental therapy. He did, uh, I think that was when he did um, Live on the Sunset Strip. And that was, his comeback was, 
and the first night was very, and they were filming it and mm. recording it. And the first night was very bad. <laughs> so the second night it was like, Oh, Richard's back. Cause mm. I think he just had to get over all right. that shit. Yeah. And then unfortunately I believe he got Parkinson's. Right. Which is awful. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's more interesting to me than, you know, I, to grow up in a Hollywood house like that with the, with the guy who's, you know, brilliant. Yeah. But with brilliance, I think come, comes insanity. The sure. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. I'll make sure we put that. I didn't, I didn't say that's not, I didn't mean, now I feel, thanks, Lauren. You're welcome. Thanks, Lauren, for just, didn't know. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> I think you need to uh, list the substance abuse hotline as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where there's a local NA meeting, <laughs> AA, anywhere. I think there's a database that you can go in. Can we move on? Can we get yeah. to Woody? I was just going to say, we're, we're, we're going to go down the list of ailments and uh, try to help everyone. Yes. Can we also have the extreme flatulence you know, cause, cause somebody's, support group? Somebody's going to be listening right now. And they're going to, oh, yeah, I, I could use that. I was going to kill myself today. Thanks. Yeah. You know? Or just... some people are going to hear this and actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Yeah. So we're not for or against. Well, we're, we're actually against. And Lauren has the number so just skip back in this podcast about 20 seconds and and there's like a hundred drug and alcohol treatment hotlines right well that's good that's good news so google it are all of them toll free (laughs) no (laughs) moving on that's where they make their money (laughs) so woody hey hi how are you good man how are you good I'm sure you are probably exhausted at this point yeah why are you so tired man why are you so tired uh kid convention no. <laughs> These are things that oh. make you happy. You have to suffer and struggle. <laughs> Believe me, I am. How old's your kid? <laughs> uh, he's 17 months, actually. Oh, no way. Yeah. So Is he walking, talking? Walking, talking, running, hurting himself constantly. Kids are really bouncy. Yeah. I found out that this morning, actually. What did he do? <laughs> he ran. I was telling him earlier, actually. He, uh, he ran right past me. Ran headfirst into, well, he has a little toy bin. Yeah. And uh, ran headfirst into a keyboard. Flipped around and landed on the back of his head, and uh, I got in trouble for that. Because how know, did you get in trouble for that? My lady was in the kitchen. So what does that mean? You can't that stop. means that means I did not do what I should have to stop. You can't that from stop happening. a speeding bullet, sir. I, that a child her. just does what they do. I'm sure she's gonna listen. Was so. he crying? Yeah. <laughs> did he get hurt though? No, he's resilient. Yeah, kids are bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? You never bounced when you were a kid. You ran into something. You're just like, yeah, I'm fine. I most parents when you see parents have their kid hit the ground, the kids, are, the parents are like, you're okay, <laughs> not even asking. And the kid's like, yeah, I guess so. I cracked my skull open at one and a half and had to have reconstructive surgery. To wow, you can really together. take it to a horrible place, yeah. Lauren. This Thank is you. a sore subject for her. Yeah, it is. I I didn't bounce. Let's put it that way. When I was three. I fell and hit my face on the corner of a picnic table and severed an artery in my eye and came up and was shooting out of my face. Nice. And then I went to the emergency room and I asked the doctor or the emergency nurse for candy and she offered me a suppository. (laughs) My mother will never not tell that story. (laughs) As a matter of fact, it wasn't a suppository at the time. She called it a bullet. (laughs) I like how you told that story in the cadence of Mitch Hedberg. Didn't mean to say that. (laughs) It's honestly all tying in with everything we've talked about so far. So when yeah, we- pretty much. Yeah, we're staying topical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> see, good. It's a good one tonight, man. Everything's flowing. It was the kids on the wall, man. 
That's what started it. Turned into a dad. Yep. Now I can relate to Woody. Yep. It's a good <laughs> omen. Get off the wall. Your mother's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so now when I, I met, I met Woody a number of years ago and, uh, you know, he was, uh, probably the, the, the best known piercer in the area that I knew. And, uh, and then that many people knew, and now, uh, you're, you're more into tattooing. Now you're yeah, kind of moving, uh, moving in that transition. Yeah. About four and a half years ago, I started tattooing. Um, I just kind of, I was piercing for a very long time and just, uh, some things become routine mm-hmm. and, you know, and it just kind of, uh, I don't know. It, not that it got boring, but it just, you know, it wasn't monotonous. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Monotonous. I monotonous, guess, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, I just, it's kind of a funny story how I transitioned into tattooing. Um, we opened our shop and, uh, that was seven years ago, actually. Uh, we opened our shop and we had a late night where, uh, we threw throughout the all, all day we were drawing these designs and they were ridiculous. Um, anything from like a little flying pig that says use a pig under it to like a flaming bag of shit. And uh, so did what we, we so I'm going to put a pin in that one. <laughs> so what we did was we threw all the designs in, in a hat and uh, whichever design you picked, the person that drew it had to tattoo it on you. And uh, at that time, um, Wait, you weren't even tattooing? I wasn't even tattooing at the time. Oh so it was, my, it was actually the first tattoo I ever did on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and the other... I hope you drew a straight line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, probably the best, it's probably the best tattoo I've ever done, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that, that same night, two other guys were our like desk workers. So they never did a tattoo either. And uh, we just, you know, uh, had a couple cocktails. And um, we tattooed until like two in the morning. And uh, that was my first tattoo. And ever since, I, I was uh, I wanted a tattoo. So <laughs> that's how that happened. But that's uh, awesome. yeah, those guys offered to teach me, and you know, that sounds like a night with <laughs> lifelong consequences. <laughs> it, I mean, the consequences lasted. You know, I mean, they're obviously they're permanent, but still, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I ended up getting a, a bearded clam that said "stinky" underneath it on my upper thigh. So. <laughs> So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but what was what was the what was your tattoo that you uh, drew? I drew uh like the pig flying with wings or the pig, pig flying with use a pig underneath it. So get out of here. And yeah. so who has uh, who has that tattoo? One of my business partners actually. <laughs> and where was that placed? Uh shit, I don't remember. I think it was on his like shin or calf or, so, or like that area. So somewhere where but, like if you take short if you're in shorts. Yeah, you could definitely see it. It's not like a hidden tattoo, yeah. No. (laughs) But I mean, at the time, like, the tattoo is probably the size of a half dollar, and it probably took me like two and a half hours to do. Which is like, like, come on. Yeah, he's like, just just get it done with, will you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so that's how, I mean, that's how, I mean, it's probably not the best way to transition to tattooing, but that's how it happened. Incredible Uh, (laughs) way. Yeah. Might not be the best way, but it's incredible. Yeah. It's a well, good story. Why why did you uh, get in the business in the first place? Um, that was a long time ago. Uh, but uh, well, I ended up getting my first tattoo um a few weeks prior, actually. And uh, my one of my other business partners was piercing at the time, and uh, 
I had talked to him. I, like, I don't, I really honestly can't tell you why at this point in my life, why I got into it. But uh, it just kind of like, these are the events that happened that led me to get into it. I went and talked to him about becoming an apprentice as a piercer. At the time I was in, uh, I was in school. I was doing um, like a business degree uh, with a concentration in marketing. And um, so I, my parents were not happy with my decision. So I continued going to school full time <laughs> and uh, I continued going to school full time and I was apprenticing at the same time, but, and working jobs to try to live. But uh, I, it kind of all, it, it all became too much and I dropped out of school and became a full time piercer. Um, and yeah, then they were really angry. So, but I mean, they've gotten over it since, you know, like, I think I was probably six years into doing it and uh, we opened our own business and, you know, they've been very supportive. I've actually tattooed my dad like three times. Yeah, I've tattooed him three times in the last year. He's a huge Philly sports nut, so I've tattooed a bunch of... He's literally covered in in Philly's memorabilia? (laughs) I wish he was covered in Philly's Philly sports memorabilia. He's got three. So he's got uh, Eagles logo, Flyers logo, and uh, Philly's logo. He doesn't like the 76ers, but... Really? Nah, not a big, not a big basketball fan. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I'm actually tattooing my mom tomorrow. Nice. Get yeah. out of here. I, really? Honestly, the last so wait, person they, I ever thought to get they went they came full circle. They were totally disappointed in your yeah. decision. Oh. And now you're inking them. Disappointed is an understatement, but yeah. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. What is yeah. she getting? Uh, a rosary, actually. So nice. Yeah. Yep, uh, she's getting she's getting a giant. She's getting the Game of Thrones logo on her back. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. she's getting. Yep. <laughs> she's getting Peter Dinklage <laughs> portrait. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but now she's getting a rosary. But uh, yeah, so I got into tattoo like piercing back then, and you know, just kind of. I don't know. I really didn't expect it to take me to where I am at today, actually, to tell you yeah. the truth. If you asked me when I started my apprenticeship, if I would, if it would become like something I'd be doing for the past 11 years of my life, yeah, I, I probably would have told you no. Right. So, but it's worked out. Did you know in those first uh, couple of years of doing it that you wanted to open your own shop? Uh, yeah, we always discussed it, but, you know, it's kind of like it's a scary thing, you know, like anytime you like kind of take a little bit more responsibility on and, uh, especially the money that gets involved and like the people, you know, like when you have people that work for you or work with you, then, you know, not only are they're dependent on you too, is not only on you anymore, you know? Um, so kind of when we first opened our shop, it was like, it was nerve wracking, you know, just because it was, it was, you know, it's kind of a new chapter in your life. Like, to be cliche about things, but it really was starting all over. No matter how many clients we like built up over the years, it was still, you know, like people were coming to us like when we were open for like three years and they're like, Oh, this is where you guys went. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I spent a lot of money <laughs> to let you know that. Thanks but, for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, it's it, it's been crazy. But uh, and then I guess I, it was after we opened for one year. That's when we started with the the convention. So, um, but we've been fortunate. Like the Hilton has like helped us out a ton with that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so we've been doing that for six years now. So it was exactly probably a year that we we started doing the convention. But that's a completely different animal. Yeah, I was I was gonna say. I mean, there the the planning and the the process of it. I'm sure there's probably so much behind the scenes that people don't realize. Yeah, goes into something like that. Yeah, it's absolutely scary sometimes because you know, like you have. It's not like when you're in business uh, where you have like an extended amount of time to, you know, build your business and stuff like that. You have three days to get people to come to this event, you know? So it, it's kind of like, how do you advertise for that? What like, and it's kind of like without like spending a ton of money, you know, like without blowing it in like the entire budget on advertising, how do you let people know about it? You know? And fortunately we have shows like this to help us do that. So, um, so believe it or not, I've never been to a tattoo convention. What is it like? Um, I like how you ask questions. <laughs> believe it or not, I have not been to a tattoo convention. What is it like? That's how I hear you in my mind. Is that how I sound? No, not even close. No, no just when I hear you in my mind. It's very, it's, it's very Angela Lansbury. That's not an insult. She's a world-famous, well-respected no, I, I, actress. I think that face was more of, that's your Angela Lansbury impression? <laughs> Holy fuck. You know? like, come on, man. I believe she wrote a murder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Lauren. I just like how you get real clinical on it. So what can I do at this tattoo convention? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you can walk in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the fee for the ticket. And then what? <laughs> Um, so we bring in, um, I think it's, so it's probably about 152 artists from all over the country. Um, this year we actually have a tattooer coming from Japan. Oh, um, oh and shit. he does, yeah, he does like traditional Tabori tattooing where you see them tapping yeah. the stick. Yeah. So he'll be doing that. He lines with a tattoo machine, but all the shading is done like Tabori style. Um, and we oh, have, does that, take, does that take longer than... I'm not really sure. I've never had it done, actually. Are you going to get one? I don't think so. That looks like it hurts. <laughs> Wait, that looks like it hurts? <laughs> it looks like it hurts a lot more. <laughs> I hate ting, getting ting, tattooed, ting, man. Ting, ting. Wasn't she going to be there all weekend? Yeah, he'll be there all weekend, Friday through Sunday. Are you thinking of getting one? Maybe. Lauren, look, I know that play's coming up this weekend, but I think we should go to the tattoo convention. Yeah. And I think we should get tattoos. I Honestly, would, it's not a bad idea because we... It, like you can't really you could walk up to any artist at the convention and you won't get a bad tattoo so it's a good place to go to get what get your first tattoo or my tattoos are yeah. awful so i need to make up for some of them <laughs> these were all these were all drunk i i thankfully <laughs> i i don't i don't regret mine because i got them at electric city tattoo you got what, what do you have I, I have this. I, 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 I hate to sound ignorant, but <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't know you had tattoos. Yeah, no, I have my. Uh, I have kind of a half sleeve. You really do. Show yeah. me your ink. <laughs> 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 oh my god! All right, that's the scariest voice you've ever done. <laughs> Does anyone else know you're here? <laughs> Does this smell like ether? Oh, Rich, I never wow. knew. Holy shit! I, can we take a picture of that? Sure, if you want. <laughs> Not right now. I mean, at some point. Lauren's doing it. I'll okay. take a picture of it right now. Were those guys or, and gals? You should, dude, you should get a fucking He-Man tattoo. 
<laughs> Actually, what I wanted to do, my my initial plan before, you know, money is a big part of tattooing. You have to have there a is, good amount yes. of money yeah. to get done what you want to get done, and you know, and you want to, and you want quality stuff. Like I would not, you know, pay for for stuff that I didn't feel like I I, I wanted, you know, a, a year from now. If I look back on it, tattoo like, fails oh, man, are incredible, you know? right? <laughs> it, it is a good so you know, you want a good artist, which you know, you get what you pay for. So you yeah. got to, you know, you, you pay a decent artist, and and uh, you have to tip. So, yeah, exactly. Which nobody That's ever tells very you. Very important. I'm telling you, you have to tip. Lauren, why are you looking at me like I don't tip people? <laughs> like, why are you looking at me like I'm a, I'm like this cheap who's who like goes to Dunkin' Donuts and I'm like for two dollars and fifty cents or two dollars and fifty four cents you can't keep the change. Yeah, I'm not that guy. I believe in <laughs> tipping. Good. I do. And I'm t- and I'm usually on a check more than twenty percent. Are you okay? Are you getting arthritic? I'm having a hand cramp and I don't know why. Sit on it. I was holding my phone. Like like mentally? No, no. <laughs> I was physically holding my phone. <laughs> no, but I no, I mean no, like I'm mental, ha- like mental case. No, like I'm having a-, a hand cramp, like for real. <laughs> Are you okay? It hurts. Should we call a doctor? No. Or a tattoo artist. <laughs> Well, we happen to have one right here. We do. That's why I said that because I'm like, all right, we got one of the bases covered. We can get. Right. So, what is the I etiquette on tipping? I don't know shit about hand cramps, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> about tipping? Yes. What is the uh, etiquette? I mean, I don't know. That's a weird. Do you get subject. pissed off if nobody tips you? No, I don't care. Uh, it really, getting, I mean, you're getting paid for the for the work, anyways, yeah, that, right? Yeah. I mean, it, most people don't tip, but it doesn't really like it. It doesn't ruin my day. You know, but you know what? That, like on all three of these mistakes, I tipped. I'm just saying. I tipped. Yeah, I just don't want you. To, it, what impression of me do you have? Mm-hmm. Like it's really concerning. I just project. Uh, are these other people's impressions of me? No. <laughs> all right. You know I'm really insecure. No, you're fine. You're just the stand-in. And egotistical, you're which just is the stand-in. Really... You look like a huge tipper to me. Actually, I am. Yeah. I front end it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. I, I'm sorry. I actually said that phrase today. You front end? Front end, yeah. Did I you thought really? I made it up. No. So there's real no percentage you're looking for per se. No, no. Yeah, I mean yeah, I I mean it's appreciated. Okay. Right? Tipping's appreciated. Because twenty yeah, percent on a seven hundred dollar tattoo is a yeah, lot of Yeah, that's a money. pretty big that's right. a pretty big tip. Yeah. What's yeah, the most yeah. expensive tattoo you ever did? I don't even know. Um, like where somebody comes in and you're like, I'm this, this will definitely pay rent this day. month. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like four or 500 bucks. Something like that. That's it? Nothing Yeah, like- I don't really do like, I, like I hate tattooing for longer than three or four hours. I like, it fries my brain. Do you, I mean, do you get like, do you, I'm sure you have to get like fatigued and stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Your hand. Like, cause I mean, it, uh, you kind of you're you're doing it, and at the same time, like you're thinking the whole time, you know, right? Because like, and you know, you think for three hours straight. And, you get a brain drain. Yeah, you're gonna. You're yeah, gonna, yeah. You're so gonna it's emotionally and physically exhausting. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like, and you're doing something permanent on somebody. So if you know, like, <laughs> if it's if it's not perfect, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so and they're spending good money to do it. Yeah. yeah. So is it so, is it really a stressful job because of that? Uh yeah. Uh, yeah, day well, there's in, a day finality out. to it. There's yeah. got yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I mean, uh, it's kind of like <laughs> you did like you did a shitty tattoo on somebody and they come in and tell you about it. It's a day ruiner. 
Sure. <laughs> you can't then, refund that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and Sorry. That gets, that gets around, you know, yeah, like, yeah, know, absolutely. It, it's uh, now, now that's part of your reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's huge in like the, in the tattoo industry is word of mouth, like advertising. So, um, yeah. So if you're doing bad tattoos, it's, uh, it's going to affect you. Right. Yeah. Ha- have you ever? Uh, of course. I mean, everybody starts out, you got to do a bad tattoo. I mean, you know, but I mean, are they, so so starting out, you have to have good friends <laughs> or like forgiving friends, <laughs> yeah, very forgiving friends. So I mean, it's, I mean, now you don't have, you probably don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, uh, every day you gotta worry about. It. If you're not, then you're probably not gonna do good tattoos. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something that that's a that's a thing. Like with with every, it's hard to explain. I guess you know what I mean. Like uh, if you're not worried about doing a bad tattoo. You know, yeah. like then you're not really like you're definitely not worried about doing a good tattoo. Good tattoo. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that was kind of my point with that. Yeah. yeah, like you should you should be worried about doing a good tattoo, and also worry about not doing a bad. You tattoo. should totally put that on the wall. Yeah, like in some <laughs> oh, framed little, thing. If painting. you're not worried about doing yeah. a bad tattoo, you're definitely not worried about doing a good tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to turn someone away from doing a tattoo or dissuade them from getting one? I mean, yeah, a lot of people try to get like uh, like hand tattoos or. You know, like, uh, just, uh, well, all right. So somebody, there was like, um, they were doing, uh, a scavenger hunt and we got an email about it <sighs> and, uh, the, she wanted to get her first tattoo it was a portrait of some, was it a saint? Yeah. I think it was a saint on the bottom of her foot. What? Yeah. Is that and illegal? Yeah. Yeah. You could tattoo anywhere. Oh. But, uh, but uh, so, I mean, it just Inside not, the it's, belly button. Yeah. Uh, dude, that hurts so bad. That's really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so I mean, your 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 bottom of your foot tattoo, you know, it's it's not gonna heal very well, you know. And like we kind of let her know we didn't turn her down because I mean I'm not I'm not uh, somebody's life police. You know what I mean? Like you're an adult, you can make decisions on your own. But you know, there's probably no you... alcohol involved. No, you know, like so it, it's kind of we close at eight o'clock. So if you're drunk before then, you know. <laughs> You have a bigger problem than your tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's kind of it's it's kind of like we're not the life police. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions, um, but we have to kind of give you an education on like whether it's a good idea or not. You know. Have, so has what? For <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it just came up like eight thousand ideas. To Go like, with them, man. Did you ever get this? 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 That's fine. I'm not doing it. I mean, just keep thinking. I'll phrase them in a way. <laughs> not like inconsiderate, insulting, or uh, I don't know. I, you know what question I get a lot from like clients is like, "What's the most like fucked up tattoo I've ever done?" And like, I I really honestly until like a couple weeks ago, I didn't have an answer because I just you know I'm tattooing. This has to be a good yeah, one then, nah, dude. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it it was like I can't remember the exact tattoo, but it was like it was on the guy's like pubic area. And uh, right. so he walks in and the guy's voice had so much bass that you like, you know what I mean? Like it was so. Hey there. Yeah. But, but, even, but deeper. even deeper. Yeah. Exactly. And he, like, but he, his, it sounded like he was going to blow his voice box out because it was so deep, but you had to get close to him to understand what he was saying. Wow. Because I think there was so much strain. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just like he was whispering, but really deep. So, so the, anyway. only thing, the only thing that hurt him was like yeah. NASA. Yeah. <laughs> 
So not only did he get like a funny ass tattoo, but just like talking with the dude for the time I was doing We're it. Trying was crack- to. Yeah. Try- <laughs> it was cracking me up. But he got a, uh, I forget what he got, but he got something like some lettering in the the Cialis like uh font because it had something to do with <laughs> it had something to do with have like ed it was like kind of apologizing in advance kind of thing <laughs> oh <laughs> but uh so, so it's almost like sorry this doesn't work yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much do like you have a, a blue pill yeah kind of <laughs> giving everybody a warning it's not you it's me yeah but uh <laughs> just like the four <laughs> poor guy error 404 that's that's what he that's what he should have got. There you go. So wait, so like do you have to so like when it and this is not like but like when somebody comes like do you literally have to like I have to move your junk out of the way? Uh, it was a little higher than that. So Oh, so it was about it was like a <laughs> it was pubic like, bone? Yeah, like pubic bone area. Okay. And thankfully he shaved before he So came eye in, level. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing nothing peeking out. Okay, all right. But uh so he shaved before he came in, he was very courteous. I want the Cialis logo. Or yeah. in the Cialis font. Yeah. That's what he wanted? Yeah, it was. Remember what it yeah, said? I wish I could. Honestly, it was. I, Don't I did tread it, on me. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it a while ago. And, but like I said, they, I got that question so much lately that like, I was like, all right, I'm really going to think about this. <laughs> like, Cialis yeah, was the it one. Was the, yeah, the Cialis one. God, and, I like, wish you can remember what it, Did you I take a photo really, of it? No, I didn't. I should have. It was just I, like that same night I did. Uh, he had a camel on his toe and I touched that <laughs> up for him. So I'm so. going to find the man with the camel on his toe. Yeah. And this then, guy's just like puns everywhere. I would have to pun at him. Yes. Yeah. And then you'll you have to fill in the audience on what my tattoo actually said because I have a terrible memory. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we must find this man and ask him. I wonder if it's check out Joe. Can't be. He's so punny. I know, but it can't be. (laughs) No, no. I don't see him as getting tatted. No, I don't either. I don't. I don't either. He's a pretty clean cut guy. Yeah. He's so vanilla. Yeah. I actually. I actually. uh, I sat down and had a conversation with him uh, uh, last week. And for the website, or just like because you wanted to talk to him. Yeah. No. No. He. He. He had asked me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And uh, and he was. He He was. Has to be fascinating. He was. He was. I can't. I can't wait to write that one. Actually, I'm really excited to write. Did you record it? Oh yeah. Do you know what you should start doing? Um, Rolling Stone did this once for an interview. Was they actually they the reporter released all his interview tapes? Mm-hmm. You should totally do that. Yeah, the only thing is, um, I hate the sound of my own voice. So, but you do a the, podcast. Yeah, the podcast is more than enough, is what I'm saying. People don't need to hear any more than that. I think you should put that out there for content, sir. That's just me. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe just I will. Think about it. Food for thought. Sure. Do I think know, that'd be awesome. Do you know why you hate the sound of your own voice? No, why? The reason you hear your own voice the way that you do is because it's actually moving through the space of your head yeah. in a completely different way. And when it resonates back to your eardrums, which are internal, it actually develops more of a bassy uh, timbre than you would if you were outside of your head space and hearing your voice sonically coming to, into your ears through the canal. See, I, I think it just comes all through my nose in and out of that because that's all I hear. Everybody does. Everybody perceives their voice differently than I love it is the in sound of life. my voice. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we know that, Mark. Well aware. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. I got comfortable with it because at first I'm like, oh, I sound like a dipshit. And now I'm like, I love the sound of my voice because I'm the only one that sounds like me. 
What's the most interesting tattoo you've ever had the opportunity to perform? Something to do with an Asialis font. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> Actually, it, comes, it all comes Wait, you know back the, to that tattoo. You know what the best part about that last story is? I had to touch up his camel toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought was funny. Yeah. It's a yeah, nice little punchline. Yeah. 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 And I had, and, and, and as a matter of fact, before he left, I touched up his camel toe. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was so, an interesting night. Did you, have you, uh, now, now that you've been doing it for a few years, have you kind of developed a, a certain style or aesthetic uh, with, with uh, what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I'd, that's, that's another tough thing to do too, just because I think it takes years to kind of do that. You know, like um, there's sometimes like artists, like right off the bat, like I th- well, actually, I think most artists kind of like, it, they, it, it it's always like kind of like um, evolving. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like if you look at uh, Elijah's tattoos, you know, or like his drawing style when he first started like 12 years ago to compare what he's doing now, um, it's completely on different like sides of, you know, the field. But if you go back even two or three years, it's completely different, you know? So it's kind of like you, it's funny, but like even if you're tattooing for 12 years, you're still experimenting kind of on every tattoo because you try something new that you haven't done before and maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Um, and if you, you take something you like and then you implement it into your tattoos from then on, and then you kind of expand on it or say you see something that one of your buddies is doing, or you, you saw like on Instagram or something like that. And then you kind of like, adapt that into your style a little bit you know like um so it's kind of like always evolving um but you know obviously i I have a little bit more of like a sense of style now than when i first started you know um when i first started i did like a tattoo on one of my buddies it was like a skateboarding pirate and uh the skateboard ended up looking like a watermelon you know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he never let me like touch it up cover it up anything because he just wanted me to remember that one arg ow (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah so i mean it's just uh you know but like like i said like you're always kind of you're always learning. You're always like expanding on like what you do, you know? Um, and like, kind of like some people we were talking about the other night, uh, some people just kind of like find what's popular. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's a business, you know? So like they, maybe they're doing something different, but they'll try it to see if it works, to see if it takes off. And if it doesn't take off, then they try something new. Sure. Not that they're not, it's not doing it well. It just wasn't p- things that appealed to people, you know? Um, so it's kind of like, you know, tattooing is a trend almost, you know, like, and it's had like eras where, you know, like in the, you know, nineties, it was a lot of like uh cherry Creek flash, which were, you know, um, like fine line or uh, like not to, like, like more like biker stuff. Do you know what I mean? And then like early two thousands, it moved into like a new school, like traditional thing where everything was really like bubbly and like, uh, like kind of just like proportions, like where like, you know, just, I don't know. It just kind of looked weird. Do you know what I mean? Like you took a skull and you made it look really cartoony and huge and big eyes and huge teeth or, you know what I mean? Like, okay. And then like, so it, it kind of got away from, in like, you know, back in like 
the seventies and eighties where, you know, a tri- like it took that kind of style of traditional and they kind of transformed it. And then there was a neo-traditional movement where it's like traditional style tattoos, um, like the subject matter, but even more stylized where it's, it's really well done. It looks, you know, like a skull and, uh, and roses, but it's just like, it, it's not as simplified down as like, a, like a traditional tattoo, you know? Sure. Um, so that's why it's a neo-traditional cause it's a new style of traditional tattoo. And then in the last like couple years, um, two like styles that have really taken off are, uh, like a realism, um, and like a traditional tattoo, uh, has kind of come back around again from <clears throat> earlier days, you know, um, when, you know, tattooing first started. And it's kind of funny, even in the, like the early days, you can like, when you look at people's flash or like the tattoos, you can kind of tell the eras that it was done in like thirties, forties, fifties and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of funny every like decade or so, you know, you can kind of see like a change in style or, you know, like people, uh, like kind of like biting, not biting each other's styles, but like looking at each other's styles and like incorporating it. And I think that happens a ton in like the tattoo industry, you know, like people, especially now with the internet and social media, like people will look at other people's tattoos and you can see like the influences, you know? Sure. But yeah. So, uh, I don't even know where we started on that, but that's where I ended up. Are you seeing uh, these these trends come in the shop? Then are you seeing like waves of people? You know, like one right after the other. Or is it, how, how is it? In, in, yeah, in I mean your, your perspective. Yeah, now like uh, like so there's people are always afraid of the word flash. You know, like because they think what does that, that mean? Um, flash is like the uh, design sheets that you walk into a tattoo shop and they're hanging on the walls. Oh, okay. And people are always afraid of those because they think that a thousand other people are going to have their tattoo. Do you know what I mean? But if you like, it's the same with Google. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just a different like uh, outlet for people to research tattoos, but they're researching tattoos, you know? So they're bringing in whatever subject matter and it's, like they're they're worried about the stuff that we have on the walls, but they're not like seeing that they're doing kind of the same thing, you know. Um, and you know, like with like the subject matter of like like the flash sheets and stuff like that, like people redraw them, people do them different, like they'll use different colors, or you know, like these, like a lot of like the old designs that are on the flash sheet or on tattoo walls, like they're done that way for a reason because tattooing like as far as a permanence you know you want it to last with you and look good as long as you're alive you know so if you think about it like if something's drawn a certain way by a tattooer they're usually doing it for a reason you know like if they draw an eagle a certain way and they're going to shade it a certain way they're going to use blacks in it blacks hold up the best you know Um, what it comes down to is like black is made of carbon so like it's it's kind of the most light fast and most like 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 hold fast of all the pigments, um, just because it flow like it works best with your body. Um, I guess I can go further into that and Talk like about the larger molecule size yes, of the ink. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? And that's, that's why it's true. Yeah, and that's why when people get lasered, what they're doing, the lasers are doing, are breaking down the particles of the of the pigment, and your body is flushing it out. So that's why lasering works. Yeah, but doesn't it also leave like this weird scar? It can, but you got to research where you're going. Um, 
and twenty five eight is not the good place to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, isn't uh, that what you guys actually, used to do? We do have a touch. It, it's kind of ironic. People always like say something about it at the convention. We do have a tattoo removal uh, like company that comes to the uh, convention. They don't do tattoo removal at the convention. But they are located in um, Allentown. So oh. it's not far of a ride. And they give out like a special deal for like a convention rate where if you buy um, a gift certificate for $125, uh, a $200 gift certificate, it's uh, $125 at the show only. So oh. the they're giving away like a, a session basically for 125 bucks. How hard is it to get it? removed compared to getting a, get honestly a i've never got a tattoo removed because no i mean everybody... just like hearing from anybody maybe yeah i mean it, they tell me it hurts way worse than getting it well, they're, they're <laughs> so, ex- exploding particles yeah subdermal yeah so. and it does not look good with it like it looks so painful while it's healing i can't imagine getting it done they like they exp- they explain it as like they're getting like rubber bands lots of them snapped on your skin all at the same time wasn't the laser pop it's like a yeah yeah it has that sound to it yeah but Oh my god! It's like breast implants. Um, yeah, but it, like you were talking, it, it, you definitely want to go to the right spot I'll let that one if you're getting in. if you're getting breast implants or laser removal. Like, do you remember that? Do you remember that movie removal. Breast Men? Anybody ever see that HBO? Uh, I remember that. Yeah, with David Schwimmer and yep. uh, Chris uh, American Beauty, the dad. Um, yeah, whatever. I forget his shit. I forget his name. He's an awesome actor. He uh, played uh Chris. He's in is he in House of Cards? Yes. That, uh, no. No, not um No, no, no. Wow. He was in he was in American Beauty. Uh he was in uh Amazing Spider-Man 2. He played Norman Osborn's dad. Or he was Norman Osborn. I'm drawn. Willem Dafoe. No. That was the that was Spider-Man. The new one is Oh, the new amazing. one you're talking about. Yeah, he was oh, the one okay. who was sick. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, Chris uh Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Yep. But anyways, like breast men, these these two dudes were like the the go to doctors for breast implants, and they started like the whole silicone thing, and it was like, oh, it costs like twenty thousand dollars to get breast implants, and then all of a sudden, like I the end of the, that. the end of the movie was they were, they were like how much to get them removed, and it was like forty thousand dollars. Well, weren't the original breast implants giving people breast cancer? Or oh was my given yeah, it was, all, I mean, it was it made was all. I think they went back to silicone now too. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they moved to saline. I'm not yeah. a breast expert uh, or a breast I implant expert. I try to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a breast implant expert, but. Yeah, there was, and I don't know if. But you like to keep abreast of these things. I do. That was punny. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, Rich. See, I, I, I'm tempted to go over the drum set again. You just tell me. I'll run over and do it. I don't don't want. Let me know when one's coming. No, I don't want to lower this the 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 podcast. We already did it. I think I should go sit over there with my microphone. No. (laughs) You want to do it? No. I want to do it. No, it cheapens us. (laughs) Wow. That. No, not you. Any of us doing it cheapens us. Sure. I think. Because then we're the wacky afternoon drive time guys. So do we have to make appointments when you walk in to make a tattoo? Or how does that work exactly? You don't. Um, you could do what they're called walk-ups. It's the kind of same thing as like at a tattoo shop. Because ultimately, it's a large tattoo shop for a weekend. Um, what they're, what you would call it at a normal tattoo shop is walk-ins. This is walk-ups, obviously, because they have booths. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you what. Let me just kind of go back. And you pay $15 to get in um, day, for a day, or you can do a weekend pass, which is 40 And uh, so you, you pay your your, your admit, admittance fee. And then why we charge that is to cover entertainment. Um, and we're bringing tattooers, like I said, from all over the country, plus Japan. 
and you don't have to go to Japan or California or anywhere else to get tattooed by these guys uh, or ladies. And you have overhead. Yeah. To cover it. Exactly. We actually do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So Conventions we, uh, aren't free. They are not. <laughs> I wish they were. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. Oh. Uh, yeah, it would be a Sorry. lot of it'd be a lot of stress removed for me. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so you can you can um, you don't have to necessarily make an appointment to get tattooed. You can just walk in and get tattooed. Um, and there's lots of guys and girls actually that don't take appointments for the weekend. They have designs out that you can choose from, um, or that you can bring your own and just walk up and get tattooed. Um, and if they're busy, is it polite to wait? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it is, but it's not polite to stare. <laughs> it, will a queue start to form for the popular artists is what I'm asking is how early should we get there before the queue forms today? Yeah, mm, it's get Monday. In line. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, I hope they're busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, they'll tell you to come back in an hour or come okay. back at five o'clock. You know, they're not going to just make you stand there in line and wait. You can walk around and check other things out because there's lots of. There's lots of art for sale. There's lots huh. of prints for sale. Um, people have stickers that are usually free. Um, pins. Uh, anything you can like, kind of like put imagery on is usually like they'll have hats, t-shirts, tote uh, bags, maybe a tote bag or two. Ooh. Yeah, that's what that's what piqued your interest. You don't you don't know how I feel about tote bags. Do, do you want to share? So you're you're a regular WVIA subscriber, is what you're saying? <laughs> I really like tote bags. <laughs> Uh, she's a WVIA contributor. Contributor. Yes. <laughs> my kid watches Whatever PBS. they want to call Listen, it. Listen, they have fabulous wa- sweepstakes. My kid watches PBS every morning. I love Same PBS. Yeah. that's a, You guys were talking about comics before. You talked to me about children's shows. You're on You're on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or running what, full bore yeah, into keyboards. Uh, what, what, <laughs> who took over from Mr. Rogers? Um, it's that tiger. Oh, my God. My kid will kill me. He's 17 months. Uh, I don't think he's going to call you out on this. He's going to be pissed about this, though. Who's the tiger? Uh, yeah, who is the Daniel the tiger. Daniel the tiger. Wait, a, yeah. wait. A, is it a cartoon or is it it's like a, a cartoon. stuffed tiger? Yeah, the, oh. No, they got rid of Mr. Rogers. Well, well he got uh, rid of himself. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he, <laughs> he took that upon himself. But Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Tiger has replaced, uh, you know, what we saw as kids as, you know, Mr. Rogers. Wait, did Mr. Okay. Rogers have a tattoo? Did he? Mr. Rogers was a Christian minister who taught morals and parables without actually pushing any sort of religious agenda. I thought he was, I Which thought he was in World War II and awesome. killed people. <laughs> yeah. And I thought he had like a Marine Corps tattoo or something on him. The old I EGA? Think these, I don't know. Eagle Globe I think that's. I think that's one of the many... Urban rumors. legends yeah. on, on Fred Rogers. I wish there were many. So, yeah. Is the Backyardigans still on? What's that? The Backyardigans. What? what? Are you talking about your childhood? No. Oh, yeah, I don't know. He. No, that's I, a recent I'm, show. Yeah, that's yeah. very recent. I'm, it might it's voiced be. by actual children. I, I watch certain shows that keep him occupied. So, uh, Do you, you find yourself his, getting into them? Uh, yeah. Uh, like, like, sometimes <laughs> I'm watching longer than he is. He's off playing. <laughs> You know, and I, like I got yeah, our I, shows are on. Do, uh, Turtle Tales, uh, Turtle Tales, or Turtle Tales Two. They put it on Netflix for him. Uh, my lady did, and I I got caught. I was sitting there watching the movie. I'm were like you trapped. I, I was pissed because she turned it off on me, and I was like, I want to see what happens next. 
<laughs> and he, he's off playing with his dump truck. And I'm then, invested in yeah, Turtle Tales like, too. Right. Seriously, I, I wanted to see what happened. To, the grandfathers were stuck in that aquarium, and I wanted to see if they got out. <laughs> That's when you get all fifties on your woman when you're like, "Woman, <laughs> don't make me back get in the, the kitchen. I am watching the, Turtles too. Don't make me get the switch." <laughs> <laughs> we went to the fifties. It's a popular term in the fifties. I'm pretty sure. I would never. I would never say that to her. <laughs> She'd probably say that to you yeah, in your oh, head, though. She would kick my ass in your head, though. You're like, yeah. mm, uh, I oughta. I to the moon, Alice. <laughs> to the moon. Um, but That's anyway, well, actually, we're talking rule about of thumb, 50. Lauren. Don't rule of don't thumb. believe a word you say. I don't. I no. I say things. I don't mean them. That's why that's we're talking about American history. Yes. yes. And if we really want to go bad, we can go bad. But we're not going to because we're talking about tattoos and proactiveness. Yeah. Not the face cream. But we were talking about how people have artwork <laughs> and everything for sale. There's also um, live music. Um, huh. And there will be a burlesque show on Saturday night. Oh, at, uh, I think it starts at nine o'clock after the kids go home. Um, so but uh, we have. The Whiskey Kittens Burlesque Troupe from Philadelphia. Um, Friday night, we have Tom Graham playing at around 8. And I believe there's a girl. I'm not. I'm Her name, I know her first name, Mackenzie. She's from Wilkes-Barre. Um, I just found her on Instagram, to tell you the truth. I was like trolling around on Instagram one night. Good. I couldn't really sleep. Researching. Researching. All right. Thank you. Researching on Instagram. And... <laughs> I I found like a video of this girl singing and she has an amazing voice. So I was like, I just contacted her and she said she'd play. So that's how I found her. And then uh, there's another guy. His name's Mikey Rebel, uh, who actually he <laughs> I contacted him like two weeks ago to see if he was actually going to play because he was uh, he didn't know if he was going to be around and he had moved to Atlanta, Georgia, to kind of um, get things going with his band and like called me back. Two days later, after he told me that, you know, I'm in Atlanta, I'm not going to be able to make it. Yeah. Called me back two days later. He's like, things didn't work out, man. He's like, I'll be back. I'll be, I'll be back in time to play. So <laughs> I was like, broke up. I'll see you in a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, he plays like outlaw country music, like Hank, the like Hank third and or oh. Hank three and um, Hank Williams. And so is he doing acoustic or is he coming with a band? You know, he's just doing acoustic. We try to like, that's one restriction that like the Hill puts on us because the room we're on the second floor and the rooms start on the third. So, uh, oh, the hotel room rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we uh, we are limited to acoustic. Um, I mean, they probably wouldn't bitch too much if we like didn't stick to that rule. But you <laughs> it know, is eight o'clock. It is, yeah, on a Friday. Yeah, they'll get over. Yeah, it. everybody's partying in Grand. So yeah. we do. <laughs> there's a bar and a church on every corner, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, there's uh, there's after parties as well. There are uh, Friday night. We are. Um, going to have our after party at uh, the Backyard Ale House, and then Saturday is at the Bog. So um, anybody is welcome to come out. And Thursday night, we actually have a pre-convention party. Um, Bob Lewis is playing from uh, an albatross. Uh, he's, well, old an albatross, but he's playing in the uh, the Hilton, um, like the first floor bar, to uh, entertain Anybody who wants to come out, really, but there is also like a lot of tattooers from out of town that come in early, you know, just because they have long drives. Um, so they'll they'll come out, you know, stay an extra night, usually on Thursday, and head back out on Monday. So, so it give, start give Friday morning. It starts Friday afternoon. Actually, it starts at three and goes to eleven. 
Boy. Yeah, they're long days. But uh, the Hilton actually, in previous years, we had to set up at like, I was up at 7.30. Like I'd party, well, last oh, year. Oh, Jesus. Last year I partied on Thursday night. I usually don't. Like I, I really drink like twice a year. And, uh, <laughs> and that was, and one, that of was one of them. And I got hammered. And uh, <laughs> I, I was like, shit, I got to get up at 7.30. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. No. I did it. And I felt great, actually. Because you were still drunk. Uh, probably. But it, <laughs> it, it honestly, it worked in my favor. I had, did you get some hair of the dog when you got there? Or you no, I, was, <laughs> I don't think I, I could reek like booze as everybody's walking up. But uh, so we got, we got, I got up at 7.30, took a shower, got ready to go. And we started setting up uh, at 9 a.m. And then, you know, sometimes tattoos, they're not predictable. You can't just, you know, if you're tattooing somebody and it's going to take a little longer than 11 you have to stay. So we, oh. I, I'm, I get volunteered to stay. And, you know, it, so I'm on my feet from like nine in the morning till like midnight. And then, and then you of course, all again the next day. Yeah. And then another day. And then another day, <laughs> yeah. right? And then at the end of Sunday, we get the lovely privilege of, of tearing down, breaking everything down. Oh. Yeah. It's a long weekend. I mean, is it worth it though? Like, uh, like it's a blast. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we have, I mean, it, like, it's like I said, everybody comes from like, you know, like we have friends from South Carolina, North Carolina, um, Massachusetts that I don't get to see all year. So that's see, why that's I get awesome. drunk once or twice a year because they force me to. <laughs> but uh, At gunpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't take that much like coercing, but do this. Yeah. No, come on. Yeah. Well, all, right. all right. So last year we <laughs> at the like the pre-convention party. It was like one of the first years I actually attended because by you know that time I'm just ready to go to sleep, and uh, we attended the pre-convention the party. pre-convention okay. party. Yeah, the, on Thursday night, like I said, everybody comes in a little early because they have a long drive. So we're uh, I I ended up there was like nine of my buddies standing around and I ordered like nine shots of whiskey. Uh-huh. And what kind of whiskey? Uh, Jameson. No, I'm not Jameson. I was never a Jameson. No, I'm Jack Daniels guy. It, yeah, but things get a little rowdy when Jack Daniels is involved. So. I always got happier. Yeah. It was really weird. It was like I took Prozac. Yeah. Yeah, Not, real bizarre. Uh, I would end up in jail. So yeah, tequila yeah. was tequila was like I had a lobotomy I, and a in a really in a fit of rage. That would, was tequila. Yeah, I would tequila is not good for me, but Jack Daniels is even worse. Oh, so, I love Jack. It's, it's, Jameson, thinking about it now, it's like Jameson t- is like it's it's a happy medium where I could still have a good time. I don't want to punch anybody in their face, stuff like that. What was the Irish? It's 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 called Irish. Oh my God! What was what was the name of it? It was Irish Mist or something like that. Huh. It's like it's like a whiskey, but it's but it's like really it's like a sweeter. Yeah, I'm not sure. Keep talking. I'll yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> you can, so anyway, I ordered nine shots of Jameson, and like uh, you know, like I said, I don't drink very often, and it was like an eighty-one dollar event, you know. Oh. And I was like, I was like, shit, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you know, it's the beginning of the weekend. It's not the end. And he ordered nine for himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my friends just had to stand there and watch me because after that I was not giving them any. Did but, I ever tell you about did I ever tell you about the first time I tried to quit drinking and how I how I kicked that habit real quick? How'd you do that? I uh I tried to quit drinking and there was two friends of mine who were saying, um so this is like uh gotta be like November of two thousand nine to like March of two thousand ten. And there was two buddies of mine, uh one of them you know very well and uh and it's not reed miller but um <laughs> these guys he'll these be guys, there this year actually of course photos. he will yeah That's i right. got him his own little parlor sorry to interrupt your story i think saturday night at the weezer thing he tried to fight me 
I don't remember. <laughs> I swear to God. That sounds about right. Yeah, Reed Miller. So <laughs> I love Jay. Um, he's an incredible individual, but uh, he, he was talking to a girl that I went to high school with. And she goes, oh, my God, Mark. And I went up, gave her a hug. And Reed Miller gave me like this hundred yard stare. And I'm like, Jay, you all right? And he's like, walk away. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I got a girlfriend. Like, I'm not trying to like snake or anything like that. And he's like, just walk away. And I'm like, all right. So um, my first, so it was March of 2010. And I went into the backyard ale house because um, I still went to bars. I love bars. I think bars is the great place. It's like the, it's you can like. You go into bars and not drink. Oh man. It's like we're watching reality TV, man. Yeah, I love it. And plus, and plus, you know, I remember everything and I get to go home. Um, on my own, on my under my own accord. Um, so I walked in, and my two buddies who were there, who who for four months have told me that they are not drinking, because I need a support system, because I, you know, I'm codependent. Um, and I walk in, and there, and one has a drink that looks almost iced tea-ish, and the other one has a drink that I could swear was cranberry and vodka. And I'm like, "What are you guys drinking?" And they go, "You don't want to know." And I was like, "And this is like how psychotic I was." I was like. Well, fuck you guys. And I went over to the bar and the bartender knew me. And I said, I want five shots of Jack Daniels in a Miller Lite. And she goes, are these for you? And I said, yes. She goes, but you don't drink. I said, not anymore. And she goes, okay. So she could have stopped me. She could have been the voice of reason. Ugh. So my buddies come over and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, shh. And she pours <laughs> all five in the Miller Lite. And I went, one, two, three, four, five, slammed the five Jack Daniels and pounded the Miller Lite. And I said, there, uh, zero to over the legal limit in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that was like a fuck you to them. Yeah. Which makes no sense no. right now. No, no. Now yeah. looking back, okay, looking yeah. back on it, I was like, I showed them. Right. <laughs> and then now I'm like, why would I do it? That's what would it's, I have, it's referred to as cutting your nose to, to spite, spite my your face. face. Yep. Okay. Well, now I know what that. Now Tyrion. I know what that means. There you go. I could use the example of me being stupid as understanding that metaphor. What are you looking at? Somebody's out there. They're always somebody out there. Somebody's <laughs> out there. Do they have a beard? I don't know. They disappeared into the darkness. That's what happens. Um, you saw that too, right? So that's my story. Okay. Fair enough. As we have ghosts here. Could be the kids <laughs> on the ledge. They broke through the window. I was thinking that. Did you lock the door? Um, but they wouldn't have beards, I would think. No. Because they're kids. No, right. They're 12. Be- right. Oh. But today's age, you never know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's the chicken. It's the steroids in the chicken. Hormones. Yep. That's what I'm totally cool with. Sorry, I didn't mean to totally stick and ruin that flow of whatever we were doing with my story about like, here's how I did something stupid. Well, uh, here, here's what I, I uh, you know, with the uh, having the shop all year round and then seeing the, the convention come every year, uh, you know, is there is there yeah, I, I, obviously tattoos are more popular than ever. You know, you see a lot of people getting them now of all ages and all backgrounds. And is it uh, is there a tattoo culture in, in the Scranton area in Northeast PA? There actually. Yeah, there is. I mean, if you look around now, there's more shops than there was. 10 years ago. I've noticed. And I, I mean, that can be contributed to, you know, the TV shows, you know? Sure. Um, but I mean, I, it's a, it's a kind of like a, a good thing and, and a bad thing, you know, like there's shops popping up and, you know, like people that are getting their first tattoo sometimes don't know to research what, you know, the tattoo, like what, what their work looks like, you know? But at the same time, it's kind of like brought like, 
like tattooing to like a like like a popularity, you know, like it's more accepted now than it has been 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? And I can remember like uh, me and Elijah are walking around at one point and uh, <clears throat> we saw a guy with like a neck tattoo and I was, like in Scranton, you, you know, you, at the, bless you, at the time, <laughs> bless you, at the, at the, at the time, Hagen does. <laughs> sorry, at the time, <laughs> at the time, you didn't really see that very often. So it, it was kind of like you saw it change overnight almost you know just because it was put on tv it was out there for everybody to watch and like now it's it's hard to find somebody that hasn't watched those shows at some point sure you know um and you know like for a while that's all people would talk about when they came in and again like those shows like obviously they didn't do like they they would show something like somebody starting like a half sleeve you know, and you know from getting tattooed yourself that, you know, it doesn't just happen in 15 minutes. You don't walk in and get a half sleeve tattooed on you. You come in, you do <laughs> you do the consultation, talk talk to the tattooer, and, you know, you set up your appointment and get it done, you know? Sure. Um, I mean, that's not how all tattoos are done. Obviously, there we take walk-ins, and, you know, there's a reasonable, like, size that, you know, it's expected of that, I guess. You know, like, if you're getting a half sleeve I can't draw it up in 15 minutes and tattoo it on you. But, you know, if you're getting like a smaller tattoo, you know, 15, 30 minutes take to draw it up, 15 minutes to 30 minutes to tattoo it on you. That's something that we can do that day, you know. But like these TV shows show this person walking in, which they had to go. They sent emails in, went to interviews, told them their ideas, told them the story behind their tattoo, and that's how they got on. So those artists were prepped months in advance to set those tattoos up and then tattoo them on people, you know? A lot of times, too, you'll see, like, people, like, drawing on with, like, marker and, like, that, you know? And that's, like, another thing, like, people get, like, people are, like, we were talking about Flash and stuff before and, like, wanting, like, an original design, like just because a tattooer has like a design drawn up for you or is going to put a stencil on you doesn't mean it's not original just because they didn't draw on you with marker, you know, like something that's more detailed, you know, like you can't just draw that on with marker all the time, you know, like, um, so it's kind of like, you know, just certain like kind of like perceptions of like the tattoo world get skewed by television. But, um, you know, it's like, it's a good and bad thing because, it gives you like a misconception of what is possible sometimes. And then it's a good thing because it's made it more acceptable and a lot more people are getting tattooed. So sure. Um, you and know, getting multiple tattoos. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. I mean, they, they say they're addictive. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know mm-hmm. what they're talking about. So. <laughs> that feeling though. Yeah. It hurts it's like, like hell. No, it it's like a warm it. and fuzzy niceness. No, it's not. <laughs> it hurts like hell. And then when you're done, you're like, I want another one. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's great. I think it's, is it endorphins or is it? Endorphins are released. Yeah. But I mean, I think about it this way too. Um, You know, like I I talk to people about this, but like, so when you're growing up all through school, whatever, like high school, your, your parents are telling you, people are telling you that like, you know, smoking weed is the worst thing in the world for you, blah, 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 blah. People, you know, like people are telling you, you know, like you have this misconception of what tattoos feel like so like it's kind of the same thing with weed on that level where you smoke weed for the first time you're like 
eh, that wasn't that bad. You know, like people right. tell me I've I was done gonna, worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so it's like, like, all right, all right, smoking weed. So it makes it that much easier to get to smoke weed the second time. So when you go <laughs> and get your first tattoo, it doesn't hurt as bad as you thought it was going to. Sure. Which makes it, and then you're like, oh, I had five more ideas, you know? Yeah. So it makes it that much easier to go back and get your second tattoo. Yeah. I don't know if that's right or not, but... What's the most painful tattoo you ever got? Oh, shit. Um, the inner think? belly button. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> did hurt. Uh, I So I have... It was a lot of years ago. I went and got tattooed at this um, shop out in New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, this dude did like like tiny design, like this tiny detailed stuff. And it was right in the middle of my sternum. And uh, it, like I took in this painting of the uh, USS Constitution because I wanted like a clipper ship in the middle of my like, sternum. And uh, so I took in this painting and like the first session was like four and a half, five hours. On and your then, sternum. Yeah. And honestly, oh. when I tell you it's like two inches, the, the whole tattoo, like taking up sky, ship, sea, everything is two inches wide by four inches high. That was the first session. So I sat for like four and a half, five hours the first session, and then I sat for another four and a half hours the second session. The second session was a lot harder because I, I think I was dry heaving outside the studio before really? I went. Dude, it was terrible. It like it was. Is that because there's like no fatty tissue or anything uh, there? I don't know, like if that's like a misconception or not, like a like a you know like a, I'll, I, I will I, no I will idea. talk misconceptions all day because yeah, I don't know shit. Honestly, I. <laughs> 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 but like, I mean, I got my stomach tattooed. That hurt. You know, I've gotten my ribs tattooed. That hurt. I think it's just like a like there's like a torso. Yeah, areas. like you know, n- more nerves than other areas. I'm you know, I'm not really a hundred percent sure why one area hurts over the other. So which but, one? Hurt, so where hurts the least? Uh, you know, your upper arm, kind of like right. outside upper arm. Yeah. Okay. Pretty easy to go through. Um, but unfortunately, you can only get that tattooed twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I ask, am I, is, am I privileged enough to ask a question? Um, you have to ask me. You have to <laughs> ask me. Lauren, can I ask a question? Maybe. All right. Should I wait for your answer? Say please. Please? You can. May I ask a question, please? You, you may. Um, speaking of those, like, tattoos shows that you had which i'm sure was good for business and and two two things do you think that it it um kind of took away like a social stigma against Uh, tattooing it probably did you know because like you see these people going on the show and it's like so you would before the shows you know you're like well who's getting tattooed you know like and you you always see like you know bikers getting tattoos or like dudes in bands or right. stuff like that you know and it like it's kind of like well now you're watching these shows and this lawyer is getting a memorial tattoo for his wife or right. this doctor or this everyday person do you know what I mean like just that you would never expect to have a tattoo is getting whatever tattooed on them you know and they probably wanted it but it's you know they saw that it's it's on tv so now it makes it okay you know now that being said most of those shows always had it was never somebody who's like you know i want to get a cheeseburger on my back you know there's always like some sort of like <laughs> like story really sto- or, like a good yeah. story behind sure. do you have do you have like a good story tattoo that that you know without getting into personal details about 
somebody that was like really like one of those things where it's like, oh man, that's so touching. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, is there one that like sticks out or? Yeah, I just did um, like a benefit. Like, was it two or three weeks ago? Uh, it's for the do you know, Jade Zayak Foundation. Mm-mm. All right, so the Jade Zayak Foundation is named after um, like this little baby. He was three months old, and he died of SIDS. In uh, he's from Dunmore. Ugh. Yeah, and like like. Before, like you know, that kind of sh- that shit would like. Well, I don't want to call it shit. That you kind can of say s- shit. It's yeah, okay. I know. I don't want to, but uh, in the in the context, I guess you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. that kind of stuff would like kind of like it would it would make me sad or you know like because I'm a little bit sensitive. Yeah. But like having a kid, it kind of like put a whole new perspective on yeah. it. You know. So, um, uh, she Theo her is the mother's name. She came in and got a tattoo for Jade, and um. It was like just Jade's name with two little wings on her wrist, mm-hmm. and afterwards, like she gave me like one of his like uh, funeral cards or the mask cards from the yeah. funeral, and like uh, I just like I think I did it last year at some point, and it's just still like one of those kind of things. Like once she gave me like the funeral card, like because I try to like I was trying to like separate myself because I felt yeah. like I was gonna cry. You know what I mean? Like an ER doctor. Yeah, like, like I was trying to, to like. I was trying to like desensitize myself right. a little bit, but uh, like uh, afterwards I kind of read the story and like, I was just like, I broke down afterwards, you know? And, uh, so once I saw like I, on Instagram that again, I Instagram is research know, research. Yeah. So on Instagram, I saw they were doing, um, uh, uh, kind of promoting something that's going to like maybe slow my business down on Sunday, but this Sunday they're doing, uh, <laughs> It's called a jog for Jade, and it's in Dunmore in the morning time. And they're raising money for SIDS awareness, and I, I believe it goes also to like local um, organizations that help children out and stuff like that. But I knew I wasn't going to be there, so two weeks ago I did. Um, well, me and uh, one of my coworkers, we did uh, tattoos um, and donated all the money to the found the Jade Zayak Foundation. So what for like a day you would do tattoos for like yeah, the whole yeah, day? And- yeah, and I mean that's not the first time we've done that. We've done like in the years past, like we've done like just taking like a Saturday and like all day. We had flash sheets that you could choose designs from, and they were different prices. Um, and we would take all the money that we raised that day and just donate it to whatever organization that we, you know, we chose. Um, I mean, is is that is that part of the thing too that keeps it more, you know, less of a job and more of like, you know, I'm look, I'm not saying that it's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm it, not discrediting it, no, anything no, about no. it as a job. It is a way of life. No, it is. But yeah, but, but to be able to do stuff like that has to make it a lot more rewarding. Yeah, it it does. I mean, being able to honestly raise that amount of money to give to somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we've done. We've given money to the White uh, Janet Weiss Children's Hospital down in Danville. Yeah. Um, is it Danville or I believe so. Daleville. Yeah. I think it's Danville. Danville. So we gave them, uh, we wrote them a check for almost like four grand or something like that. And we did that in one day. Wow. We had, uh, I think it was like eight tattooers or something like that tattooing that day. So, but you never, you never have anybody like who's tattooing with you or who's like, Oh, I have to do this. No, nah, no. Like those dudes all volunteer and we don't take like that chair, that charity event. We didn't take any money. Like everything we, we earned that day went to the Janet Weiss. Right, so even even like the cost of supplies and everything stuff like that, you out. never yeah, covered we, your costs and no, you just sent no. everything. Right, and then we did. Uh, one of our friends, they work. Uh, he he was a co-owner of Loyalty Barbershops, uh, which 
is in downtown Scranton now, and one in Archibald. Um, they're actually going to be cutting hair at the convention too. Oh no um, way! Yeah, so we've had them. They've been out since the first year. Actually, they've done it every year. Um, but so one of the, uh, the business partners, uh, Joe Signoffi, he lived in Troop, um, came down with cancer. So we ended up doing a benefit for him, and that response was crazy. Um, I think we tattooed like over 200 people that day. Oh Holy wow! Shit. Yeah, a couple like a couple tattooers that he met through the convention uh, from Syracuse, New York. Um, one came down from Boston, Massachusetts, and like donated their time to tattoo. That's got to give you like restore your faith in humanity stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. that's a, and you know what? Like that's like like that's what kind of like I was like you guys sure you want to do this? You know, yeah. like, Oh yeah, dude, no problem. Like they, those, but those guys, like they do that kind of stuff all the time. Like I went up there a few years back and they put on like, uh, what band was it? They're from Boston. Um, not dropkick Murphy's. Is no, it? it wasn't dropkick Murphy's. Oh man. I'm terrible at this. You shit. Ruined it. I, I can't remember actors, names, band names, lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe. What yes. did they sound like? Ah, it's oh, like Jesus pop punk Lord. from Boston. Pop Are they Boston. from Boston? That mighty mighty Boston's. Is it? No, no. It's a uh, like ska oh, punk. Shit. I know two bands from Boston. And we Where's we went through both of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they put on like this band and they did Toys for Tots. Like and so the whole thing was their shop like cover like covered the costs and all you had to do to get into the show was bring like a new unwrapped present. Oh, so, oh that's awesome! And then everything was given to like the the Marines at the end of the night for Toys of to- Toys for Tots and. So, but the, those dudes are doing stuff like that all the time, you know. You guys are awesome. Uh, I don't know about that. It's probably just you more remain of a, modest, sir. Uh, but it's more of a karma thing, you know. what I mean, <laughs> I got a lot of shit to make up for. And there, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad you brought up loyalty because there's there's so much uh, camaraderie between you guys. There's uh, there's loyalty. There's uh, three guys in a beard. Yeah. Uh, and all, you know, both of them are going to be there at the convention this weekend. And I feel like there's there's kind of a shared, uh, almost a, a culture between you guys too. Not just a friendship, but like you know, it kind of goes beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I became friends with like the, the owners now, Brian and um, Jim. I was friends with them first, and actually watched like remember both of them going through barber school and like kind of transitioning into what they did before and into being barbers but they have like a great brand you know like they just have kind of like marketed themselves like perfectly yeah they have like a coffee they have now they have their own um like uh supplies like Mm. um like grooming supplies they have dry shampoos and i had uh jim gave me one of the uh the beard oils and I've I've used that and that like it makes you smell like a man for sure like a pine tree. <laughs> do they do yeah. straight razor shaves? They, they do straight razor shaves. So and they'll be at the convention doing those. So okay, you can get a tattoo and a straight razor shave. Well, not me personally, but somebody else. <laughs> somebody else would it would be fabulous. Yeah. Um. So they do straight razor shaves. They do like old timey cuts. You know. Um. But I mean, you don't have to get an old timey cut. You can get any haircut, and they. I'm sure they'll do a, a bang up job on it, but sure. Um, but yeah, the, like I, I was friends with those guys even before, and it just like that's like being in a tattoo shop. Like I've spent most of my the last decade in a tattoo shop, you know. Um, but I've met like people like Jim and Brian um, through it, you know. So like, you know, as much as I've spent time there and I've kind of missed out on other things, I don't regret it, you know. Yeah. Um, but we were lucky, like. Uh, you were talking about three guys in a beard. They did uh, the shaving cream ale. 
with loyalty. Yeah, Johnny stopped down and uh, talked with me and Elijah, and he said that they're working on this new Rose Hip beer. Um, and it kind of, it, I mean, at first we were like Rose Hip, okay, that gives us a like because we were in charge of coming up with basically the name and the design uh, for the beer. So um, we started putting our heads together, and we came up with uh, you know kind of keep it tattoo related. It's uh, the Rose of No Man's Land. Uh, which is like a classic uh, painting, but also um, tattoo design that you know was developed over the years uh, from World War One and World War Two, um, from the nurses putting like you know their lives on the line. Um, so the I mean the classic tattoo design is you know the red cross with like a port like a, usually a headshot of like a nurse you know yeah um, so I, which I believe also the painting is very similar to that, but. Um, yeah, and there's so, a, a song too. I read. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is a song as well. Uh, that's I did like a little bit of research. I knew it came from an old painting, but when I did my research, I found that that song as well. So I wonder which came first. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I I thought the story behind it was really interesting. How the soldiers had come back and and you know they would remember the person that probably saved their, saved lives, their lives, got them through point. the war. Yeah, and uh, and get that tattoo. And and so it makes sense with all the 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 classic tattoos coming back and that style coming back that of course that tattoo would come back too absolutely and that that's like the with with elijah's design like it's not like as traditional as the design like he definitely took some liberty but that's kind of what he does you know um but uh, like i I don't well i won't go into the other thing that i discussed with with johnny because i don't run or like unveil it before like it kind of like takes shape no spoiler no, not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you did like an interview with them recently, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we put that up on the site. Uh, he, he's uh, Johnny is, is better known as the beard of uh, three guys in a beard. And uh, he uh, he was really cool. He was uh, he's such a nice guy. I've met him a few times at a couple uh, you know beer tastings and stuff over the years. But, you know, nothing formal or anything. So I, I called him up and... He was just so excited to work with you guys and and you know talk about it and everything. It was it was cool how um, you, you know you find this synergy and you, you take you know two different uh, you know uh, different artistic ideas because I mean essentially you know uh, what what you you guys do is an art what they do is an art uh, what loyalty does is an art and to put those things together and and uh, you know m- and make some sort of synergy out of it is is pretty interesting. So the 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 beer itself has that. Uh, it has the taste of, of the rose, but it also has uh, a little bit of citrus in there as well. Yeah, that's how he was describing it. I haven't tasted it yet. My first time will be obviously Friday. Yeah, oh, but, so uh, the, the tasting is all weekend. It's so. all weekend. They'll be there uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He has somewhere else to be early on Saturday, but they'll be there probably like early afternoon. Right. Um, I th- they're also, I think he contacted... Um, well, they're through Verastro now, so the uh, the content like uh, uh, they'll be selling it at the bar at the Hilton too. So, oh, I mean, that's awesome! I, yeah, hopefully, you know, like people will also buy the product. You know, they'll probably have most of their beers on tap for the weekend at the sure. bar. But uh, so you can try the shaving cream ale and everything else. They have some kind of like crazy names to their beers. So yeah, yeah. I was looking at the website because I was doing a little bit of research as far as like, all right, well, what are their other beers? like titles sound like or names sound like so we can kind of like keep it in the same style um i can't remember them off offhand but you know 
craft beer well, titles. Uh, Elijah from from your shop, he like you said, he he did the art for the label that you know in the future when it gets bottled and stuff, they might you know yeah, that, if it that ta- probably picture will yeah, yeah if, if it, it takes, takes off, off after the weekend, then yeah, if they bottle it, then hopefully they use the design. That's I think that's probably the 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 agenda. Yeah, that's it, um, and that's it's a uh, it's a really cool idea, and yeah. the. Um, this is the only place you're going to be able to get it is this weekend. Yeah, like the well, yeah, you know, like you if it never makes it into a bottle then, then it you, might be the only time you get to taste it ever. Sure. But uh <laughs> it's, it's true though. Do or die kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. So show up. Uh so but the I've talked to him about like future endeavors and so there's other things that we have to tie in with them as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I just want a coffee named after the convention it's yeah my, it's my uh i hope jim doesn't think i'm copying <laughs> <laughs> what could, wait, wait what would that be i don't know what kind of coffee do you like just whatever man don't, you're not one of those guys no i'm not to be black i black but a little sugar oh. a little sugar a little sugar i drink tea a lot tell you the truth what kind just lipton that's a black tea to be fair Look, man i got keep it simple stupid on tattooed on my my finger you know so. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, you have. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Uh, I I don't yeah, like hate hot kiss Lipton or like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brisk. Yeah, uh, like. Well, I don't drink it out of the bottle. You know, I'll make it at my my house. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, just hot Lipton. That's what I mean. I'm up every day at like six a.m. Because of the kid or because you yeah. choose to? Well, now it's a little bit of. I don't choose to be up at six a.m. It's kind of just habit. But I don't have an alarm anymore. You know, your internal. You don't clock, need it. So yeah, I'm just. Yeah, exactly. What time do you go to bed? <sighs> Let's really talk about this. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, (laughs) It depends, man. Depends how tired I am. Most of the time, regular. Uh, Like between, honestly, lately, uh, we've been watching a lot of Sons of Anarchy. We watched like oh really seven seasons straight through every night, two to three episodes. I was in season two, episode two. Were you? Yes, I was. Really? I used to work on the show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check that out. Yeah, it's season two, episode two, towards the very end. There's a really famous tattooer in that, actually. Who? Uh, Freddie Corbin, his name is. Wait, Do you want a little back history was, on the? Yeah, what was, on the, yeah, okay. what was he? Uh, he, he? He wasn't so on season he, one or two, was he? He was. Do you remember the the scene where um, Henry Rollins goes into the tattoo shop with this kid? Yes. Yeah, the dude tattooing Henry Rollins. Whacked. Yeah, the dude tattooing Henry Rollins that answers the phone. Oh no shit! Freddie Corbin. So and Rich knows that I got berated by Henry Rollins for two and a half hours one day, yeah. <laughs> which was pretty awesome. Yeah, not the worst thing in the world. Wasn't no. so no. the way they came up with the Sons of Anarchy logo. Actually, the Reaper logo was uh, Charlie Hunan, right? Is that how you say his name? Hunnam. Hunnam. Yes. All right, Charlie Hunnam. He's a Brit. It, he was uh, he was in a ta- in a tattoo shop in Oakland uh, when they were doing like research for the role, and one of his friends was getting tattooed, and the guy that was tattooing him was Freddie Corbin. And I guess they just got like the design, like the Reaper with like the the sickle, sickle and yeah. the, with a machine gun um, handle to it. And uh, they just got the design in, and uh, they showed it to him to get his opinion on it. And he was like, "Well, you know, I changed this, blah blah blah." And like that night, drew up a whole new version for them. Oh, and really? That's, yeah, and that's where that design came from. That's awesome. So huh. that's and like the back tattoo. I'm I'm sure he had. Like uh, all, his hand um, in put like the, uh, Tracy Anderson, I think was her name. She used to put all the tattoos on everybody. Okay, and they were literally like like water on. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was I gonna say? 
Ah, shit, I forgot. But that one dude, uh, that Hap, like Hap, is it? Is happy? Is, yeah, happy. David Labrava. That dude has to. Ha- those tattoos are real. Those though. are all real. Yeah, yeah he was. He's, he was he's, a Hell's Angel. Yeah, yeah. The and yeah. uh, Sonny Barger was uh, in it. I don't remember Sonny. He was um he was the dude in uh Lenny uh the guy that uses the throat thing to talk. He's still a Hell's Angel. He was like a founding member. A lot of those guys on that show were were like Hell's Angels. I actually went to the the this is a really stupid story, but um I went to the the season two premiere party and they actually had Hell's Angels there. <laughs> and I got rip roaring hammered in like the first <laughs> half hour. Yeah. And the Hell's Angels guy, I'm a pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm the guy who's like hiding behind shit when somebody even just talks threatening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Why would you want to get punched? It hurts. Yeah. He comes. He he went up to me and he goes. He goes, man. He goes, you guys party harder than we do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And then we 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 went and had shots and stuff like that. It was awesome. We're like, yeah, they're the nicest guys in the world. You're like, dude, I'm from Scran. Yeah. But then then they were like, then they were That's like, do. they were like the office. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Um, no, that was a great show to work on, man. There was, but there was also times um, when season one came out. Um, uh, the the crew had, you know, you get like rap, like rap gifts and stuff like that, and like the art department will make like t shirts and you know whatever. Yeah. And some of the people were were, um, you know, they ride their motorcycles to work, but then they had like their Reaper t shirt on. Yeah. And some gangs would follow them home and be like, take that off. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because they were pissed. And then when it became like a hit, they yeah. were like. All right, totally cool. <laughs> Which was See? very bizarre. It was a really fun show to work on, man. Everybody was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, honestly, we were watching two to three episodes a night because you're it's just a like really well written written yeah, show, dude. That yeah. guy can't. It's crazy. Yeah, like it's just like it makes you feel like sad. It makes you feel like all different kinds of emotions. Yes. you know what I mean. And like somebody gets killed, you're like, shit. Like I'm gonna go to sleep really like depressed and sad right now. It's not. It's and the thing is, is I missed all this. I missed like three quarters of season seven, so I have no idea. I won't tell you how it ends, um, dude. But it was it, it was it was an I, awesome show. I just finished. We just finished it last night. So the it final was episode. The final episode last okay. night. I know and, what happened, but I didn't. Yeah, see it. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm sure it was emotional. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the season six and seven, both of them is like a roller coaster. Oh yeah, everybody dies. And these guys wrote. <laughs> I was. Uh, what did I do? Yeah, I was a. So season two, episode two, towards the end, I was the porn rap party bartender. <laughs> I had a mohawk and everything. Nice. <laughs> and I and I and the costume department. I said to them, they said, "What do you want to wear?" I said, "Something sleazy." <laughs> so they got Just me. Make like, me look sexy. They got me. They got me jeans that were so tight. It was like you know, how, like if you ever see anybody who shits their pants, <laughs> yeah, and has to do like that weird like I can't bend my knees walk. That's what I was wearing. And then um, that's your normal walk, though, right? I know. I'm real uptight. <laughs> and then I had to. And then they were like, "I said, what do you want me to do?" They're like, "Drink." Uh, near beer and smoke cigarettes, and I was like, "All right, I could totally do that." Yeah. So I'm in the back. Are you paying me for this? <laughs> no, they they wanted me. I I lost a bet, and I had to get a, a mohawk. And uh, I worked in the production office, and the assistant director came out, and he's like, he, he literally goes, "Porn rap party bartender." When he looked at me, and I'm like, "Whoa, wait, what?" <laughs> You're perfect for the role. Yeah. So I just spent I just spent like three four hours on set, and that, most of those most of the crow eaters, the yeah. girls are were actual porn stars. Really? Oh yeah. Did, I mean, did that feel weird though when he walked out and told you you're perfect for the porn? Like, no, I was, and, and like all the people I work with were like, Jesus Christ, and <laughs> I was like, totally cool. Yeah, I'll do that because I'm an egomaniac. Did you uh, <laughs> did you have to do a lot of research? 
No, and I, st- he, I still wasn't he, sober. He did prior research. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, the, the, Lifetime the, of research. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, deal, the deal was, and I don't know if you can see it in the background, but it was, it was all this near beer. And um, I, like I had to deal with like the ADs and some of the casts where it's like every time they say action and the camera was on me, I had to slam a full near beer with a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so like every time they said action and Charlie was in front of me because I had to give Charlie a drink. So he turns around and goes and sits with Opie. But he goes to me, he's like he's like and he's British. So like yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to do good British. But he's he's the sweetest guy in the world. And he's like he's like dude, you got to tell me when the camera's coming. And I'm like, you're a fucking actor. <laughs> like, I'm not getting paid for this, this shit. shit. Like, you I'm, are. Yeah, I'm literally going to flag you down him and like under my breath be like, move now. <laughs> um but I did. And but in the background, you see me just like slamming these. And by like the fourth or fifth take, I was like, guys, I, I actually think I got drunk <laughs> because of how many I was slamming. Um, no, it was a cool show. It was a great experience. Everybody on that show was it, was it really was. And it actually turned into almost like a motorcycle club where these guys were like family. They were yeah. totally cool with each other. Yeah, we were watching them on Conan, actually, because I hadn't watched it in years. Yeah. And then we watched it on Conan. They, and had, they had everybody on that yeah, night, didn't I, they? Yeah. And I was, yeah. I, was over at like, I was over at my drafting table painting Flash that night. Uh, we had like another tattoo convention we were going to. So right. I'm painting Flash. And my lady like put on Conan. She's like, I used to watch Conan all the time. Right. So we were watching Conan and the Sons of, it was like the Sons of Anarchy episode. Yeah, it was, it was like the series finale. And then they had, yeah, had like yeah. everybody on. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, well, she actually was like, do you want to watch it? She's like, I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm like, uh, sure, whatever. Right. You know, so I put everything down and we, dude, it's been probably, I think it took us like a month, you know, and we like now, literally, wait, how many, did you go through all the seasons? Two to three episodes a night. So you went all through seven, seasons, seven seasons in a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With, with, a with a baby. She's committed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm real tired. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, we'd be up to like one o'clock in the morning. He's up at like six. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. If you want to get into a good show, I swear to God, I shit you not Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? The the old one. Yeah. Like the late seventies. one. The new one with Edward James almost is incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. It's my favorite thing ever. I have the movie. It's a, do you ever see that Quentin Tarantino movie? Um, what the hell is it? Uh, hell ride. From Grindhouse, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, like kind of on With the Kurt same. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Hell Ride is the. It's like a '70s motorcycle club, and Wait, it's, I've uh, never seen that. Uh, Wait, is he in it? Gra- he's uh, he plays like a small part. Is like little cameo that he always does. But I've never seen. I, it. I, I, yeah, it has a bunch of people that are in his movies. In his and movies stuff, all the like, time. Uh, yeah. Um, I think isn't Ron Perlman in it too? Or I is it? There's a couple he is. of people. I think so. Uh, the uh, the one dude who plays Mr. Blonde and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. He's uh, in Michael it. Madsen. Michael yeah. Madsen. Michael Madsen's in it. He yeah. always he wears a tuxedo. Hellride. Hellride. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's yeah. a biker movie. Dude, you'll, watch it's this. pretty good. You actually. will. You will. You'll love it. The yeah. first fifteen minutes. It'll. Yeah. I played golf with Ron Perlman. Did you? Did you win? No, <laughs> no, it was him. It was the weirdest team ever. It was like him, Kim Coates, who plays Tig, Turtle from Entourage, and um, oh, what's his face who plays uh, uh, who? Oh my God, what's what's his name? The he has he's he's the like the tech guy, but he's got the bald head with the tattoos oh, on his head. Uh, shit, you know who I'm talking? Yeah, about, I know what you're though, talking right? about. Yeah, so they were all on a team, and then we played against them. And it was, it was, oh, oh, it was, it was in 2000, 
eight or nine when all the California fires were happening. Okay. So we're in a valley surrounded by fire <laughs> playing golf with the, with the planes flying over dropping water. Seems kind of appropriate for the it show. It was insane. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It was hot as hell. <laughs> I got sunburned. We should play golf. Well, you know, the weather's getting better, Lauren. Yeah. We should we should go to the go- driving range first. Then we'll make our ways to the links. Never been. Never, Never been, been golfing? golfing. Never. Oh. I always I I, I kind of stick to the George Carlin bit on that one about golfing. What is what? <laughs> about how much he hates golfing? Oh, I hate oh it my too. God. Just the, I don't hate it. The idea of it, you know, it's taking up so much space, and you know, you find the little ball, and you know, you're lucky you fucking found it. So put it it's, in your pocket and go the fuck home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not relaxing. No, there's nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's no like, hey, we're gonna take a nice day and play some. Like after the first shot, you're like. <laughs> Mulligan. I just. <laughs> I figure I, I've I've uh, tried and failed at every other sport. So we should uh, go. You know why not that one? Why don't too? we get the three of us? You might Jimmy. as well try it. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy's so. ever golfed before. That has to be hysterical. That must be funny. That has to be. There you go. All right. Well, let's let's start a twenty-five-eight golf tournament. Okay. <laughs> It'll be all like everybody has a score of like three hundred. No. I... <laughs> and they have to invest four hundred dollars in balls. Because we lot, Lauren, you lose a lot of balls when you golf. That's not a metaphor. You actually lose a lot of balls. Not a lot. That's the truth. You lose tons of balls. If people you don't make know a how living. To golf, oh, if you don't know how to golf, people oh make a living God. on finding the balls that yeah. you lose. Yes, they do, yeah. and then they resell them. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have thousands of golf balls at home, so this shouldn't be a then problem. Then you should be good for about eighteen holes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna do nine. We're not doing eighteen. I hate eighteen. We can't do right eighteen. Around fourteen, I'm it's like, not I just gonna work. Drive the cart. You smoke. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I don't walk. What? No, you take the cart. Lauren. No, you walk. No, you're in nature with a motorized vehicle. And golf is a drinking man sport. Yes. Very true. You get hammered. I'll drive the cart. Do you okay. ever have a lot of fun? Do you ever play in a charity golf event? Yes. Like. Hole number 10, they offer you a shot. You know oh, what I mean? No, 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 no. So this, the, the Sons of Anarchy golf thing yeah. was a charity event. Every hole was booze. <laughs> Every hole. By the time you hit 18, you're just like, I can't even, somebody hold me up. And then there's a fire. And then we had an after party. And then I had to drive back from Calabasas to friggin'. Sobered up, obviously. I, I imagine like Ron Perlman being so drunk while he's golfing that like now he thinks he's Hellboy. And... No, he's not a party guy. Yeah, no? He was never a party guy. You know who huh. the party guy was? Hmm. Tommy Flanagan. Okay. I could see he that. He was the party guy. All right. So when I had my, when I had my um, mohawk, Tommy's the guy with the scars on yeah, his face. Yeah, Well, I think they said in like the interview on Conan that they did they like he like remembered something from the show and they're like, We're surprised you remember anything. Oh, Tommy's the party <laughs> guy. Um Is he so, really Irish? He's yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh Glasgow. He's Scottish. Uh, Scottish, sorry. Yeah, yeah that, Scottish. That thing Scott. on his face is actually called the Glasgow smile. Yeah. That's how I, that's what my my lady asked me what it was and I like uh, in England it's called the Chelsea Chelsea grin so Yeah, it's, he had the Glasgow it's somebody yeah. he pissed somebody off in his youth and they did that to him. Wow. Um he um I remember what so when I got the when I got the mohawk he started calling me Travis Pickle from Taxi Driver. <laughs> He's like Travis. <laughs> so we go to the premiere party and on my Facebook you can go and look at the premiere party and everybody's given the thing. I bought like a new camera. So I'm doing like these cyber shot selfies. And everybody's giving the finger. And um, Tommy was the one. Tommy walked up. He's like, Travis. And I'm like, dude, do you want to do a shot? And he's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so we, he's so I'm like, you pick. And he's like, we're doing two shots of tequila. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but it's Tommy, so I'll do it. 
Um, so we, we slammed two shots of tequila, and then I'll tell you what he said after that when the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> the, the, Not for Woody. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to mention, too, is you, you guys just had uh, an art opening at Forge Space, and I think that's an important aspect of what you guys do. It was, it's, it's called uh, The Other Side of Electric City Tattoo. And it really like like you you would uh, you know it, it popped in my head when you mentioned the story about redoing the uh, the the Reaper you know the the art is so important you know and and people don't un, uh, maybe maybe they don't uh, see uh, tattoo art and art hanging on the wall as the same thing same, or in the yeah. same realm but they really are they re- they really are because a lot of I mean if you look at a lot of tattoo designs they've come from something else you know like a lot of reference like something's drawn somebody out of somebody's head head or you know even things that have come out of somebody's head is something that they've seen before got an idea from you know so a, a lot of old tattoo designs are come from like circus posters or they come from um you know like old paintings uh another old paint rock of ages um the, i have uh three or uh, pharaoh's horses uh tattoo on my stomach which is from an old painting um and then you know like so a lot of like it, it's it's obviously kind of stripped down a little bit from like its original like look, you know, just to make it make it like slightly simpler um, and a little bit more tattooable, I guess, as far like, I mean, that's a phrase that like as a tattoo artist to make something more tattooable, it's kind of like something that's going to look good as a tattoo, hold up, you know, and look good on a person's body for years to come. You know, like there's a lot of like stuff that, you know, like that you'll get that you know, yeah, all right, it can be done in the moment, you know, but at, at you know, wh- what's it going to look like 5, 10, 15 years down the road, you know? So that's kind of something that as, like, as a tattooer, you have to keep in mind as you're designing, designing things, you know? And, like, a lot of people, like, you know, for the first tattoos, they think it's going to hurt. They want to go as small as possible, which, you know, some designs just can't really be stripped down to make it simple enough to be done the size of a quarter, you know? Um, and you know, it upsets people sometimes, but it's kind of like, you know, I, I go to a doctor to, you know, get like a recommendation on my health, you know, like you're not, you're going into a tattoo shop and if somebody's telling you something for a reason, you know, it's not just because, you know, we're trying to make you do it three times larger because we're going to make more money from it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but at the same, like, it's because, you know, like if they're giving you an honest, like educated explanation, then, you know, they're, and they're not like just bullshitting you, then it's for, it's for a reason, obviously, you know, it's because, you know, so we don't want somebody to look at a tattoo we did five years from now because it comes back again to word of mouth, you know, like uh, who did that tattoo that looks like a black blob on your foot, <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, like, oh, this dude did it. Uh, I'm not going to him, you know, like this, sure. this tattoos last two years you know it's like, weird how most people remember their tattoo artist name yeah you know what I, mean? I mean like they well, we're also therapists yes i bet you are <laughs> being there for how, you know, how much said, is yeah how much you charge per hour for therapy that, not enough <laughs> uh so i mean but if you think about it like you know you're sitting there for hours with somebody and like you get into like you know conversations somebody's getting a sleeve or a back piece done you're sit. You're talking like three, four hours and multiple sessions. So you like a lot of these people like that we meet, like customers that we meet, like we become friends with. You know, so it's like I don't know. Um, 
It's it's honestly, like I said before, I've, I've been in a tattoo shop for more than a decade in most of the days I work. And, uh, you know, and it's kind of like, I've met a lot of like cool people like through working at the tattoo shop. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's just, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Let's go somewhere else. Someplace positive. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It had good intentions when I started out. <laughs> so how, how did, how did the opening go? Oh, it was, I, I actually, unfortunately had to tattoo, um, but it, when I got there, it looked uh, like they did a great job, like hanging all the artwork and it looked really busy when I got there. Um, unfortunately, again, I, I'm always tired. So, uh, I went home. I was probably the latest I've stayed out in a long time. I think I went home around nine 30 after I got done talking with you. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I got home and, you know. Did the usual. Watch I won't Sunday tell you energy. what time it is. Uh, I don't even want to know. I'm going to get killed. Do you want to move on to the last word then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Everybody let's do it. Here's the killers. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady doesn't actually, come at us. <laughs> I, I actually was... Go ahead. Were you going to say oh, something? I'm, no, I'm just so tired. I'm just talking okay. a lot. We're letting you go. We're going to be your therapist today. <laughs> yeah, Role thank, reversal. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> <laughs> that from? Oh, for for the... The the last word I was actually I was gonna do something I was gonna do something else but maybe I'll save that for next week because it's a really it's a, it's a really funny one it's a really good one and uh, it's very different from anything that we've we've talked about before and but I I, I think this this is just it's more topical to what we're we're talking about is it because of the date next week uh no okay no it has nothing to do with next week uh in in those terms cool so uh while we're talking about Jason Reed Miller he texts me. No shit. Yeah, like you know, there must have been a, a ringing in his ear or something like that. And he, it was has nothing to do with that. It, he I just, love talking publicly about Reed Miller. <laughs> he just got, well, maybe this will get him to listen. Uh, he still won't. He's just a miserable. <laughs> he's a miserable, lovable teddy bear. Yes, <laughs> and we've had him on the podcast before. So listeners who uh, some people have said him. to me, they're like, "That's my favorite one." I, a lot of people like that. And one, I'm like, yeah. Reed Miller. Yeah, he's funny. Like, he's yeah. a funny guy. He, and he's he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't like anyone to acknowledge the fact that he like people like him. <laughs> That's you know true. I mean? like, it really <laughs> bothers him if you're like, Jay, you're kind of charismatic and like a nice person. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really, really like. Reed don't, I don't think don't, he, I don't, don't think he wants that. Getting around. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Uh, for the world to know, Jason Reed Miller is a very nice person and you should try your best to become friends with him because it'll it'll there's a return on an investment there. Yeah, follow him around. Yeah. Just bother him. Yeah, he's he him. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. Um, yeah. Give him random hugs on the street. <laughs> I will post his photo yep. on social media so you can find him and hug him and just and just and just tell him like whistle like when you hug him, whisper in his ear, you're worth it. <laughs> and I think that'll 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 go a long way. All right, so what did he say? Well, it's just that it, I, I thought it was funny that of all things, he, so he's this great Daredevil article, and you know, going back to the Daredevil article because he's a he's a nerd like me. Sure. We're both into that stuff, right? So I said, "Thank you. You just came up on the podcast. Woody is on." He goes, "Tell him to meet me at the bog. I have a few questions." <laughs> That's all. Tell, that's just all he said, and I, I think that's hysterical, just because it's just in his in his. I'm I'm picturing it in his you his know voice voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have some questions. Just just I'll tell him I'll talk to him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I will text him right now and I tell him. See, that. see, usually our comments are way after the fact, so this this is live, ladies and gentlemen, right Wait, here. Hold on. I'll, I'll do um, I'll do the Siri Jason Reed Miller. 
<laughs> Hold on. R. Yeah, okay. He said he will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know why I got all giddy about that, because I just talked to my phone. Well, I texted him that, too, so he's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Give Lauren his number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, right. I'll save I'll save the other topic for next week. Uh, we'll 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 stick to the uh, we'll stick to the uh, tattoos this week. Uh, okay, cool. Which we'll be there, you know, all weekend. Uh, NEPA scene has been doing coverage uh, for the last couple weeks. Uh, we've had uh, a top list of uh, the six reasons to go to the sixth annual convention. Uh, today we just posted uh, a whole because these guys have been posting on Instagram for God months now of all the different artists that you can see their samples of their work. So we posted a gallery of those on the site. You can go check those out now. There are, that's, that's on the front page. The hashtag is electric city tattoo convention, right? Correct. Okay. And we, the, uh, sure. Instagram is Scranton underscore tatcon. Scranton underscore tatcon. Okay. Yep. And, uh, so we, and we have, uh, we have a couple other things too. There was a, uh, uh an art show at the, uh, at the, the uh, gallery a couple weeks ago. So, we uh, for first Friday, so we took photos of that. That's up, and uh, we'll have the photos uh, probably going up tomorrow of the uh, the the art opening that we were just talking about. At, uh, Forge Space, yeah, Forge yeah. Space, yeah, uh, yeah. They are they're great. They're like I was talking to Jonathan last. Was it last night? Wait, what what's today? Monday. Yeah, yeah. So two nights ago, I was talking to Jonathan two nights ago. It's September. Yeah, <laughs> so I was talking to him two nights ago, but uh, yeah, they just like that's their gig, you know, like art gallery, and they have a little Pocono museum in the back too. You should check out. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see it or no? No, I, I could see that there was stuff uh, behind you when when uh, I went back there to to. Uh, yeah, say there's I a did. lot of cool stuff. They have like old antique postcards and. Uh, buttons and stuff like that but it's he said it's only like a little bit of his collection that he only had you know he has to kind of watch what the room he takes up with it so, oh right but yeah i mean they like you should definitely go check out any opening they have not just ours but sure you know, they're they you know try to get involved in the community like they have pop-up shops all the time and everything like that so yeah yeah i see them around and they, they is that uh is your show up all month now or yeah i mean it'll go up until uh they do first or second saturdays instead of first fridays okay um so it'll be up again you know up through first friday and then they'll have a new one for the next uh next month second saturday oh awesome so yeah, I mean they they uh, they had an art gallery in Philly for many years. So um, you know it's a pleasure to like kind of uh, hang our stuff there. Yeah, they did a great job. They had they like even with the promotion and everything. You know we cr you know we cross promote with everything we do. Um, you know so we try to like that's a, I don't I, I didn't know this is the final word or the last word and everything. But oh I mean, trust me, it, it usually goes on. <laughs> That's fine. I like to talk. Uh, so, it's usually but, my fault, but I'll blame you tonight. tonight it's my fault. Yeah. But like the, that's another great thing that happens with the convention is all these tattooers, they bring, you know, their helpers. So it brings positive like things to the community as well because they're spending, you know, like it, 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 you kind of look at it this way. They're putting back what you spend at the convention into local business, which again, like it's kind of like a cycle, which goes back to the people of the community, you know? And, you know, if you, you talk to the people at Eden, like the, the vegan cafe downtown or Coney Island, um, Northern lights, any of them, 
you get, I guarantee you that they've had an influx of business just from that weekend, you know? Sure. Um, so, I mean, the Hilton loves us, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the downtown businesses, um, definitely, like, it helps them out. We do... We put um, maps. We make a like a map of our own, like with downtown businesses. We put uh, the comic book store. We put the record store, uh, all the restaurants and bars, and you know the cafes and anything that you know, like we think that the artists would be into or like need while they're in town, goes on like a map. So it's not just like we're like putting this on and just forgetting about everybody else. Like we like we don't charge for that. Like we just you know we put their stuff together just because one, it helps the artists. They've never been to the, te- well, a lot of them have been back for six years, but um, some of them haven't been. That's going to be a testament to how awesome you guys are. <laughs> right? and honestly, like we, it, it kind of like, I, I get like a small ego for like a minute. You know what I mean? Where let like, sh- let it shine. Buddy. Yeah. What did I, I tell you? It, like, shine and star. But like when, when somebody from, you know, like uh, this is, goes back to Freddie Corbin, one of the artists at Freddie Corbin shop um, right. at Temple Tattoo in Oakland contacted me about getting onto the convention. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, so like, which is huge because Freddie Corbin is linked to Ed Hardy. He worked with Ed Hardy and Dan Higgs right. in uh, uh, Ed Hardy's shop back in the eighties, you know, in nineties, eighties or nineties. You know what? It's just so awesome for it's just so that you gotta you gotta be like this is cool. Yeah, like, I mean, even for, dude, like, that, all the hard work uh, you like, throw into it. That yeah, that like when that dude contacted me is uh, it was like I, I got. Did a you little, get a little school? Girl I got baby? yeah, I got a Did little you? pumped up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, ooh, you know, like, but uh, uh, so, but like, it's, he didn't contact you via Instagram, did he? No, no, he he emailed me. But uh, yeah, so like that, like, and the, uh, this is another thing. Like, there was a guy from Boston, um, but he's. His name's Johan, so I'm not sure if he's from Sweden or the Netherlands, but somewhere, you he know. He could be just from Boston. He could be just from Boston. <laughs> I'll let you know this weekend. Please. But so he, he, like, we have a bunch of his, like, flash art. He paints constantly. He has a ton. Like, he, the dude's a machine when it comes to, like, painting. Um, and he, like, a lot of times you'll see guys paint old designs that have been painted originally by like older tattooers and they'll redraw it their own way and paint it and we have a ton of his like flash hanging on the walls and i get a text the one night hey man it's you know johan's from uh from black stallion and i'm like how'd you get my number (laughs) so but one of my buddies yeah instagram (laughs) i hand it out all the time but no so my one of my buddies uh that has been doing the convention from the very first year like gave him my number so he can get in contact with me so i was like another like schoolgirl moment where i was like that's awesome i'm I'm, like sitting in my living room i'm like babe listen pause netflix yeah uh, yeah (laughs) sons of anarchy's gonna have to wait for a night i gotta talk to this dude jacks can wait for a second yeah Uh, push pause there's, I, got, I got to respond immediately. You I have to. Yeah. Or do I made him make him wait three days? Do you know, like, is no. it that rule? It's no. not love. No. I went it's, right it's, back. It's, it's yeah. severe adoration. Yeah. So, it, but it was just cool, like, those kinds of things happening. Um, because, I mean, in the first year, you're scared, scared as shit, like, yeah. that nobody's going to show up. Like, none of these artists are going to sign on. It's our first year. Like, we don't have any street cred, right. you know? And then, like, after that, like, and that was another thing. Like, our first year, we kind of were like, all right, well, what have we gone to conventions, experienced? What do we want to change? What was cool that we want to, like, kind of, like, keep, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it was like, sometimes you go to these conventions and you never see the person that put it on. You know, and like that's like one thing. Like we're we like we're a smaller show, so we're able like 
like a lot of these dudes have become my friends, you know, where they can just text me and be like, Hey man, I need this many boots, you know, and you know, whatever. So, oh, awesome. but like, like I was going before, like a lot of these guys, like they love coming to Scranton. Like they, like, it's not only just the convention that draws them here. Like they love the people. They love going out to the bars at night. Like there is everything, no place on earth like this town. Man. You said it, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, they, they like, they keep coming back because of not only like because of the convention, but because of the people in the town and the businesses and stuff like that. So, I mean, we were pretty I mean, you're fortunate. You're growing every year, though, right? Yeah. I mean, like I was talking about earlier, we started out with like 44 booths, I think. And like at the time, like it's our first year. Yeah. We have never done this before. We don't know anything, you know? And, you know, scared, like nervous because <laughs> yeah. we're dumping a whole lot of money we yeah. don't have yeah. into something and not sure if it's going to end this up could like. totally fail. Yeah. And we're <laughs> like, we're legitimately a small business. We have one shop. Yeah, you know, we like there's four artists that have been like they're four business partners that have right. been there since the beginning. And like we have, uh, well, three other artists now that work for us in a piercer. Um, but, you know, like it's it's kind of like these guys are depending on us not to mess up. And yes. like I'm really depending on us not to mess <laughs> up <laughs> because I got nothing else to do. Yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> what do I do now if, I, if this goes wrong? But so we... <laughs> We started off with 44 boots and we expanded to, was it like 54 or something, 56? And then it went to 62 and or 61. And now we're at uh, 76 or 78, 76, I believe. Oh and then, God. and then there's also like eight or nine vendor booths. So like it's, go, it's, it's basically the whole second floor of the Hilton is a large tattoo shop with vendors sprinkled in. I might go this weekend and get a tattoo. Yeah, come on down, man. You don't even have to get a tattoo. Just come out. There's music. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like, and that's that's something I, I think people need to understand is is it's a uh, you know you can bring your family. Obviously, yeah. You know. I mean, just be careful with the, the strollers. Don't right, know. exactly. But you know, you can uh, you can go and just hang out and and take in the whole culture of it because there's just so much going on. I mean, yeah. there's even like a, there's a hula hoop and pie yeah, eating contest. contest. We've done we've done that from the first year or second year too. Wait, it's do you like, have to eat the pie while you you're hula hooping? You, no, no, you, you oh, the, right. They're no. separate events, okay. but they they're done very like, like very close shit. together. But the the hula hoop you would think the pie eating contest would be the hard one to get because you're gonna get messy. The hula hoop contest is almost impossible to get anyone to participate in. Really? Yeah, we just but we keep doing it. Like two, last year we had like two ten year old girls. I really never, hula hoop never surrender. I really yeah. stink at hula hoop, but I might try this. You. Please, because we have we have I three hula hoops, say, and I'm usually running around trying to find people. You're go Rich. Are you going this weekend? Yeah, I actually, uh, I'm I'm hoping to have a little th a little setup. Uh, you know, if that's cool. You yeah, know, we can like figure a, we can figure something out. Yeah, you know, throwing this on me a little late here, a little uh, wrench in the. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, that's no problem. I'll figure it out. You know, I, I'll. We uh, demand three you tables. Just got rich. <laughs> 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 I, I'm I'm glad you didn't go with the alternative of Richard. Thank you. <laughs> No, I wouldn't have. You just got richer. That doesn't make sense. Rich, it works. No, dicked. Oh. <laughs> Why is it all the time that where it should be me? Right, thinking that yeah, I'm the last person that like. Was I don't. Like, I don't know. Why'd you go? There? I'm thinking more of of like you than you are. What, what what's the deal with that? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's no more Prozac. That might be it. Maybe 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 I need no no. I'm eating too much McDonald's. I'm becoming lethargic. <laughs> I have no creativity anymore. It's always just like, 
stuff. Yeah, yeah but no, we'll, we'll be hanging around all the weekend, uh, you know, taking pictures so, so and videos I, so and all I that suggest, good stuff. So I suggest that Lauren and I go meet Rich, and then we, and then maybe I'll get a tattoo. I think you I all really, three should get matching tattoos. How many? How many tattoo artists are there? Um, like 152, I believe, something yeah, like I that. I, see, but I don't trust any of them, but you. I'm not even going to be tattooing. That's bullshit. I know, man. I'm then, sorry. Then I'll go and we'll set up an appointment then. Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah, you can come down to the shop. I'll okay. tattoo you whenever. So then, and then we'll go see your play. Oh, wow. That that's, way, a, that's a full weekend. That right? is a wow. full weekend. That way we get to hit everything that we wanted to hit. Okay. And we're supportive. Yes. And it's going to cost us money. <laughs> yeah how much money does one bring to a tattoo convention do they accept credit cards at these booths um, I mean some you know those little uh, credit card things some people yeah the square things yeah, yeah that's a, yeah. yeah I got one of the no oh. uh, oh. those right now I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna charge them for being my friend yeah the, the, so the, the uh, some artists have those okay. other people just you know accept cash um, I believe there's an ATM uh, very close by. So. No checks or money orders. No, those tend to bounce. Yeah, don't trust them. <laughs> I see. So I'm excited, man. I'll I'll come. You're gonna be there yeah. all weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, I have to. But be. do you have to? But you. But you're doing like more of the PR. Yeah, of it. yeah. So you're I mean, around shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah, lots of that. <laughs> are you bringing? Are you bringing your kid? I don't know yet. Uh, like I haven't really decided on that. I don't. Uh, just uh, kind of weirds me out a little bit. Why? Because I don't want them. I don't know. I don't know. Just so many people. I bet you have a great time. I'm sure. He can hula hoop with me. He could. You'd have to hold him. I mean, and that's hard because that kid never stops moving. Oh. Seriously. He's I mean, he, he is a flirt though, so. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Lauren, he'll love you. <laughs> Especially if you hold him while hula hooping. That <laughs> might be possible. It might improve my hula hooping. Yes, it is because you have to, you now have literally a, a, another individual's life in your hands. Yeah. So you have and to my, you and, have to hoop. And if you're holding my son, you definitely have to win. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. I'm going to go. It's going to oh, be good. Cool. Please, please as do. As, as long as none of those crazy work deadlines come up, I will happily. I mean, there. the good thing about it, it's all weekend. I know. I get to so, choose. I get to choose Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. What time are the starts on Saturday and so Sunday? F- Saturday is twelve to eleven, and Sunday is twelve to eight. And Friday's noon to eight. Friday no, is three to eleven. Three to eleven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's a long day, but you know, I mean, it, you have to kind of like if you're gonna get that like people tattooed, it's gotta it's gotta go long. So, sure. But yeah, I mean. It'll be a good weekend. Y'all should just come out. Is Reed Miller going to be there? <laughs> he is. He's he uh, He's setting up in Parlor F. He's going to take some nudies. No, he's not. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, I think that's his agenda. Lauren, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised you're surprised. <laughs> what? No, he, uh, he's going to be taking portraits all weekend. So he actually, uh, it was on the website. I don't think, the convention website, I don't think it is anymore, but... The one year, I, I mean... Booth I, F, clothing optional? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. He actually, he's like, Woody, let me take your picture. So I just like stripped down to my underwear and like let him take my picture. It, I definitely had... Was it weirder for him or you? I'm assuming you. I don't know. I was pretty... I, was, I volunteered. Are you one of those guys who's just like, here's the wiener? No, no. Uh, 
Maybe. Because I think that's so. I think that's so courageous. <laughs> I, I like it's so I, brave. I'm not. Well, now I, you know I'm a dad, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just whipping it out in public. But you know, <laughs> it, it was. It was. No, I mean, but for, it was. It was. It was a tasteful photo. <laughs> <laughs> But that's awesome. Yeah, I mean he he takes great photographs. Uh, oh, Reed Miller's so, the best. Yeah, but uh, he'll be there all weekend. All joking aside, he is the best. No, he he is great, and as angry as he gets and mean. <laughs> I don't know how I just almost spit out a cigarette. <laughs> he almost choked on the smoke though. Yeah, I was just uh, like, but oh. no, like he's he's a great dude. He takes great photographs, you know. But just you know. You got to take what he says to you with a grain of salt. Oh, the grainiest of salt. <laughs> yeah. The smallest not, of grains. If of not, salt. you might go home crying. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, Reed Miller will be there. We have the Roller Girls. Uh, oh, but is that the Roller Derby Girls? Yeah. The, but no um, one just shot them. Yeah, yeah from uh, I, I, I yeah, saw some Wilkes, of the behind the scenes. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he did some great shots of them here. The, yeah, yeah, they'll have a they'll have a table set up. We have piercings. Uh, one of a, a piercer from um, Resurrected Tattoo in, in Syracuse will be coming down. Um, and then there is, I think, the beer tasting, the tattoo removal guys. There's a tattoo supplier. Um, there is, uh, I mean, that that's for, then they like are checking. Wait, wait, like, can I say something real quick? <laughs> you know what's so funny about the tattoo removal guys? It's like going to like a beef convention and there's like the vegan booth. <laughs> I mean, you know like, what? I get that every like the, the years, the years that they've been there. And even this year with like, like no, vendors, like, some people make mistakes. Like there's a reason for them to be there. I just yeah. think like if you and, don't move past the, the idea of like, they're there, like that one step of being like, yeah, like some the, people make mistakes. Yeah. yeah like very funny. yeah, the step, the step of regret yeah. or like, yeah. yeah so the, the, um, the, they also like they're they're not only just removing tattoos, but you can lighten tattoos so they make it easier to cover. You know, like like we were talking about before, there's a lot of people that have tattoos now. So it's kind of hard to run into somebody that doesn't have a tattoo on their arm. They end up wanting to have a sleeve, but they don't want that tattoo there anymore. Sure. So it's kind of like you can go to them, get something that might you know, like when it comes to cover ups, we're looking at, you know, like some things just aren't gonna work. So you go to them, get it lightened up, and that makes our job easier. It also like you know it like it makes it so you can get exactly what you wanted the second time around. You know, sure. So I mean, there. I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of like uh, you know. I just I just on the surface I find it very yeah. Funny. It's hilarious yeah. and like uh, it's been brought up to me like I said, but it's just I'm kind of like. Yeah, I kind of want to just it. get tattooed and then walk right out and, and over to the booth and yeah. just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I was thinking five minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had temporary. I had temporary. I had. I got. I got Elsa as a tattoo, and I, I need to. I. I want Olaf. I made a mistake. <laughs> so, so here's a story about that. Oh, here we go. Did, this, I mean, I we'll make probably... this the last word. We'll let you go out with a bang. Okay. All right. All right. But, oh, man. All right. This better be uh, fucking phenomenal. Uh, I know. That's it. It's, <laughs> now that you fucking said that, though, I'm like, yeah, this does this live up finale. to it? Does this live up to it? Any frozen even, story can like, with a man like, can live like, up to like, it. Like, I didn't even I didn't even do the tattoo. I was just there to witness it. I was tattooing next to the person that did it. So <laughs> I, I was ta- I'm tattooing, and uh, this dude comes in. He is... Oh, my God. It's so good already. Shit, he's from Ohio, and his I think his mom and his dad are both like, like priests or preachers or whatever. You know what I mean? All right. So, so like a little religion, very, very yeah. little religion. Yeah. So he is, 
is going in the complete opposite direction of revolting against his parents to piss them off to the point where they probably want to fucking get rid of him. You know what I mean? Like, I left Ohio. Yeah. I went to Scranton. <laughs> well, he's from this area. He went to school okay, in Ohio. Okay. And he like comes in, he's wearing like nail polish, like definitely like just kind of going in the opposite direction. I want to do he, everything that you hate. Yeah, Mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm tattooing one of his best friends. Okay. And he ends up getting one of the best friend, his best friend that I'm tattooing, his ex-girlfriend's name tattooed on his ankle. What? I swear to God. He, he, he broke my heart. I, rem- I want to remember you forever. Well, no, it wasn't even his ex-girlfriend. It was his best friend's ex-girlfriend. What? I, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they send her a picture of the tattoo. No re- shop. Yeah. Yeah. Like he took the picture of the tattoo <laughs> after it was done. No response. So how does that have to fit in with Frozen? I, it doesn't? I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> but I have seen a little girl in a department store singing her heart out. Let it go? Let it go. Are you sure it wasn't me? Hey, <laughs> was it a boss I mean, cop? you might have been next next to her, but... <laughs> Honey, go. Yeah. Wait, you're not my kid, but go anyway. Yeah. Start it off. Go! <laughs> Start it off. I'll come in. Yeah. I'll do the harmonies in the chorus. Let's just go. Come on. No one will think it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Saturday, starting Friday. Yep. Well, actually, starting Thursday. Yeah, yeah Thursday with the Thursday pre-party. Night. Thursday night, if you like to drink and listen to music. Okay. And that's, that's Bob Lewis on Bob Thursday Lewis night. Bob Lewis on Thursday night in the first floor bar at the Hilton. Right. And then Saturday, Friday Friday at three, Friday at three to 11, Saturday, 12 to 11 and Sunday, 12 to eight. And who's performing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Friday is uh, Mackenzie. Yes. She sings like an angel. Right. Uh, Tom Graham. I thought he's on Saturday. He's on Friday. So they're both doing Friday. They're both doing Friday. Okay, cool. Saturday is um, that dude named Mikey Rebel who plays like Hank the third. Then there is a guy who's on like Bridge Nine Records, like the the punk record uh, sure. record label. Yep. I'm not. I can't remember for the life of me the name of his band, but he's the front man. His name's Mike. Okay. Um. Then there is the burlesque show after him, uh, with the Whiskey Kittens. Um. And then again, Mikey Rebel is going to be playing on Sunday because can't get enough. That's enough awesome. Outlaw Country and music. Reed Miller's Booth F, Parlor F. Parlor. He's got a whole parlor. Oh yeah. I made his head a little bit. He, he says okay, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, he, te- he. Yeah, I forgot to tell you. He texted me too. What do you okay, say? Okay, good. What yeah. do you say? Uh, let Stop me see. talking about me, man. Yeah. Come to let the bog. <laughs> Can I set up Thursday? I have work until five on Friday. <laughs> right back. Did you write back? I no. Just, I wrote back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right, so you. everybody go. It's $15 per day or $40 for the whole weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's correct. That's awesome. And they'll have uh, T-shirts and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, T-shirts. We, we have like a, it's a tiger dragon design this year, but uh, it was done by uh, the guys at Axelrad. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, Woody. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was a good time, actually. I was nervous as shit to come on Were here. Were you really? Yeah. I hate, like, I don't know. I, I don't Why? have it because it takes like uh, I don't know. I like to talk. I just don't like to talk on microphone. Yeah, but yeah. doesn't it sound like 
Yeah, I mean, so this was more of a anymore, com- right? no. This is more of a conversation. Then. What do you think we were gonna be? Like, we had one yeah. light. <laughs> Just, yeah, was, be like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna be interrogated. I, for, I, for two I did hours. point him to a nondescript warehouse that he had yeah, never been yeah, in before. Was, yeah. I was like, which so door do like, I go what in? What is there? this? <laughs> do I go in the blue door? <laughs> <laughs> what? Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> we're not introducing that segment till episode twenty-five. Grown man naked? No, the spotlight. And the questioning. Yeah. We should do that. I want to do that. I've wanted to do that since the first show. Like real hardcore. Like we just Q and A. Rapid fire. Ra- my rapid. I had rapid fire questions prepared. Right. We. So all right. So do you want us? So we'll have fun. Yeah. And then we'll we'll turn you loose on people. Yeah. I think right. you have to do that one in video. Yeah, we'll yeah. get the full yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We haven't been videoing for the last couple of weeks because it's just like it's just too much work. Yeah, yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I feel bad for anybody who ever to the twelve people who watched it on YouTube because <laughs> the, the fortunate thing is like it comes out Tuesday, like Friday at like well actually like Tuesday morning at like two a.m. And then the video is like a week later and most people are just like, I heard it. I don't want to hear it again. But I'm the asshole who's like, I heard it and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> right. So if you really want the video, then start bom- fucking watching it. Yeah. Bombard <laughs> us with requests to do the, the, the or, or, you know, obviously we'll keep doing the audio, but, uh, you know, bombard us with requests if you want to see the video as well. And, a th- and, and all you need is, you know, a, a, a please and a thank you goes a long way. And that might be the, 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 the ignition Absolutely. For us to read, for me to redo. I'm just so, like, I'm so lazy. You're doing very well. What do you mean? I'm affirming you. Oh, thank you. Especially since we're 21 episodes in. So. Can you believe it? I know, it's well, great. You're 21. I'm, you're now made us legal. <laughs> I'm, I'm privileged. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually do want to come back. This is a lot of fun. Well, well, we'll definitely. Do, well, do you have anything else coming up, like, afterwards? Uh, we do first Fridays. A tattoo every day. That's pretty much my life. Maybe we should. Maybe we should go film me getting a tattoo, and we'll okay. cut that together, and we'll just hear me scream like a girl. You we have to scream. bring. No, the last. Every, I always get. I get tattoos like on my forearms for like some reason because I'm an, like I'm an asshole and it hurts so bad. <laughs> and like this one was my first when I was a little bit drunk. My one on my right arm. The left one um, needs to be fixed, but this one right here. The guy screwed up, and you know how like when you're tattooing, you kind of get your rhythm before you before you step on the gun. Yeah, he's on the gun, and he accidentally went like that right across the thing. And I, you, wanted, I wanted the infinity symbol. Yeah, did you hear oops? And he goes oh, and I'm like, well, now it's a sketch because I had to make lemonade. Yeah, um, but he was doing it, and I literally looked at him. And I'm like, dude, are you coming through the other side? Like that's how much like that one hurt. So I want to do so. I'll probably we should probably do another one in here somewhere where I can complain. Sure. Okay. We have to bring bring the microphones. Everything. Absolutely. We're gonna do that. We should do that probably in the next two weeks. I'll get drunk and then you get. Yeah, you get. I'll get. uh, Yeah, I'll get drunk for your tattoo. You drink and you're sober this time. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) this hurts. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, there was like no really thought about it. Like it was gotta, just like, oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I want to uh, do yeah. that. We got to yeah, pick doing. out the designs out of a hat. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. Like, I it has to. Like, I'm, no, I don't fine. even care. Like, what? It, like, these all mean something stupid, <laughs> but they mean something. But they right? mean something yeah. to me. Like this one, I always made fun of. I always made fun of people who got like Asian tattoos before um, I got one, and I always thought it meant stupid white kid got tattoo. And then I got, and then I got, I got this one, um, and, it, and I thought it said "Live the Dream." Like we Googled, 
at like every yeah. this is yeah. back in like 2006 or something like that 2005 and um <laughs> so I, I i you know i obviously i used to live in la and i'm down in chinatown and i and there was a there was a, an asian woman down there and i said to her i said what does that mean and she literally said that she goes that means fucking nothing <laughs> So I'm like, holy shit! Like, really? Like, I'm the, means, dumb white, I'm the dumb white boy who got a tattoo. Yeah, it means whatever you wanted to. And then, um, and then about two years ago, this or uh, this new restaurant opened right down the street from me in Westside called Four Seasons. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's amazing. Uh, is it? Yeah, but I walked in the first time I ever walked in. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a gamble and like try this new restaurant out. And I walked in. There's like nobody there. And the and the hostess, which I later come to find out, her name's Robin. She owns the place. I had a T-shirt on, and she goes. Oh, live the dream. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, there's a ton of different characters. Right. Yeah. And she said to me, um, it, it 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 it's live the dream, but in actuality, what it means is it's very literal. It's it's like life is a dream. Yeah. It's like I'm living yep. I'm yeah, reality. That's a, I'm in the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, it's even fucking deeper meaning than what I, what <laughs> holy I thought shit, it was. man. Oh, my mind was blown. <laughs> Can I please have the Connie salad? <laughs> <laughs> And she did. I go there like once a week. And then it restored your faith in Google. Yes. <laughs> we looked up like 12 websites and then they were yeah. all like, this is what it is. And yeah. like, the, the lady in Chinatown just broke my heart when she yeah, goes, that mean fucking nothing. And Either I, like, oh, the, I mean, she was just might have been being a bitch too. No, she, well, she could have been. Or yeah. she might not have spoken the same language. Yeah. There's more than one language. She spoke English very fluently. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, but, I, knew what the, I knew what that mean fucking nothing meant. <laughs> Then I went back. I think I was working for Sons of Anarchy at the time. I went back and I was like, I literally like, all, my, my eyes are just watery. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I got a bad tattoo. <laughs> and they're like, you just figured this out now? It's three years later. Like, Google said it was right. <laughs> and then Robin from Four Seasons changed my world. So thank you, Robin. Uh, so, all right. Thank you so much for coming here and spending some time with it us. It was man. a blast. Thank you. And we're going to do it again. Yeah, we're especially please. when we film me squirming. <laughs> yeah, my when my feminine side emerges. <laughs> ah! <laughs> is this what a parent feels like? This is awful. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that means. <laughs> Lauren, I just say like, there's no, there's no like filter. We're gonna work on this. Sometimes Thank you very my much. Mouth moves faster than my brain. Thank you for having me. Thanks. I'll Woody, see you this man. weekend. We'll see you this weekend. Yes, please come out. Rich, anything? Have a good night. 